Dale Not Dale Podcast. What's up, Bonnie? What? Oh. What's up, Bonnie? Hi. What are you doing, man? Nothing. We are... I'm not going to say it. No, you're not. I'm going to let you say it. Nope. I just said hi like what like uh Leonardo DiCaprio on What's Eating Gilbert Grape. It's a great show. Hi. It's a great movie. <laughs> God, I used to watch it all the time. Such a good movie. He did a really good job in that movie. Johnny Depp, too. Johnny Depp. Yeah. You know something anything cool around here? Oh, here we go. This segment is sponsored by Dale's Ego. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, we need to do that each week. Dude, every every week. I got something I can talk to each week about my ego. All right, let's do it. Hey, but this is uh so I got invited by the Texans to play in their celebrity flag football game. Yeah. And uh we rang victorious. Yeah. And it was all mainly because of my oh. my <laughs> tribute to the, with the game. Don't I, lie. I, I was there, okay? And? I will, I'm will. i going to give you credit where credit's due. Okay. You did make a very good catch. I made a good catch on a very badass throw. And I would have done it with one hand. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. That was a big ball. That was the Duke one. That was the actual the, the pro ball. Yeah, that was a <laughs> – it was way it, overinflated. It, it had 20 pounds of air in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so I, so I played that yesterday – uh, Vaughn and his wife and kid, they both, they all came with us as well as, as, well as my wife and kids. So, uh, man, it was fun. We got to go. There's a lot of like local Houston. There was like some select, like actors. There was yeah. a bunch of rappers and athletes that, uh, that played in it with us. And I became, so I've actually got like five guys that I've connected with that mm-hmm. for the podcast. So, which is good to be good, sir. I saw you rounding them all up afterwards. I did, dude. Got to. Networking, baby. Got to. So, uh, but met some cool people, man. Hung out with Mo again because he was yep. at the he was at the breaky bomb. Mo was actually the quarterback dropping yeah. dropping dimes. He was he, I do, he, could, he, he could sling the rock. Yeah, for sure. He could sling it. Uh, but so man, it was fun. So we won, and it was just a. Yeah, I had one. I had like an extra point play, but then I, the my second catch I made was in overtime. Uh, and dude, I made like one. The guy threw a ball. Like he just threw it to an open spot, knew when I was going there. Yeah, and like I freaking dove and caught it and barrel rolled and made the catch. You know what I'd have done after I caught that and rolled? So. I'd have stood up and been like, "We're back." <laughs> that was good. Yeah. <laughs> got you. Got you. Got you. <laughs> oh man, that was a good one, dude. I'm telling you. You got to do that for the. You got to. You got to like an Easter egg. Uh, yeah. For the show. Yeah, I'll do that from now on. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. That one got me. I want to be surprised with it. It makes it funny. <laughs> okay. That's perfect. A good uh, but yeah, so we did that. Got a ring at the deal. Met Bun B. Met some cool people, man. It was it was a it was a cool event. Uh, Texans are always good to me and Kiki and uh, get us involved. We got to go back. Uh, they got a training day coming up. Soon they're going to uh, I forgot what it is. They're doing a uh, practice with another team. So yeah, I'll see how many tickets I can get. I did. We did that like two years ago. It's fun. Go hang out, food, drinks, watch them play. And then they come. They come sign a bunch of football. Throw them out to the crowd. That'd I got a. Cool. I got a Justin Reed one like two years ago, which was pretty cool. So, but yeah, man, we got a we got a guest in studio today, Mr. Nick Morrison. Nick Morrison. He is a uh, comedian, 
a clean comic. Clean comic. Uh, which, like I said, man, one of the best comic, uh, one of the best comics out right now. That's killing it. Nate Bargatze is a clean comic, and man, his stand up one of my favorites. Yeah, dude, he's great. So it doesn't matter storytelling and funny. It doesn't need cuss words. Like I said, it yep. it doesn't need to be grotesque or whatever. Yeah. And so uh, it's cool that these guys have an avenue for that. That's it actually, and it works in a. You can go to a nightclub where you wouldn't think and do a clean show. It's still funny, you know? I think it would be harder to be a clean comic for sure. Definitely. Absolutely. Just because the world's so... The world likes... <laughs> yeah, the, the world likes dark. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, that's true. But they got they got their way, man. I don't know. Like that one story he talked about was Buddy uh, that I sent y'all. Yeah. That's, uh, he's got some good stuff, so we'll share it for him for sure. But yeah, we got Nick Morrison coming in, so... I'm excited to have him in studio. Met him through actually uh, Sean Dolan, who was on the on the episode before. Uh, he's a Houston comedy comedian as well, so mm-hmm. I guess they run the same circles. So that's how I, he found us. Such a funny circle. It's funny. <laughs> so uh, what's not funny is Good Ranchers. Uh-uh. Good Ranchers ain't funny. They're serious. <laughs> they're serious. You know what they're serious about right now? I bet they're meat. Locking in your pricing on uh, for two years. That's a big push they got right it now. It is a big push. You got to, uh, so like, that is pretty crazy. Like, I, I get it. Like I said, because you can't control. You know how much of a gamble that is? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's like somebody saying, I'm going to sell you steel at today's price for the next two years. No matter what. And you you could either do really, really well. Yep. Or really, really not well. Yeah. Well, that's just how good these people are good ranchers. They're going to yeah. pass that down to you no matter what. Yeah, Absolutely. And I hope it works out. They're taking the gambling out of buying meat from a store. Yeah. Ain't so, no need to gamble on meat. No, dude. I never would. <laughs> Plus, it's get your hands on nasty. You're trying to deal meat? <laughs> gross. Could you imagine having a tip <laughs> having a tip the dealer in here's the a, steaks? Here's a tri-tip. That's <laughs> <laughs> a that's a beef tipping joke. I know. I like okay. tri tip. Okay, good. I like tri tip. It's like <laughs> it's like knockoff brisket that you can do in two hours. Yeah, you cook it quick. Yeah, I love that. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, by the time you're hearing this, do we actually? We're, we've been to Indy again. again. We've been to Indy again. I don't know how it is. We'll do an Indy recap again. Yeah, we so, <laughs> after <laughs> we'll recap Indy again. <laughs> this will be a different experience. This will be different. Though. Yeah, yeah. We got to see the road course, and we're gonna see NASCAR, and we're streaking. And we're streaking. Nobody's ever streaked on a NASCAR event. You don't think? I I don't think so. Google it, Magnus. Magnus, if you could pull that up, we'll we'll find that out. But yeah, so uh, but yeah, we're excited. We got Nick Morrison in, uh, local comedian that's kind of blowing up. He's been doing a lot of stuff. I know he's got a good little following. Uh, so we're gonna hear from him, promote him, try to see if there's any shows we can kind of go catch for him. So uh, find anything, Magnus. No way. There may have been a streaker today. There's a... See, that February is ridiculous. 6. That might be pretty common. <laughs> it might be common, Magnuson. Like full, full no clothes? I mean, some people, you know, they streak in their underwear. Well, that ain't streaking. Anyway, I'll figure it out. You know what I'll do? I'll probably streak and lay on the track butt naked on the last lap. I bet nobody's done that. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Google it, man. <laughs> Google pictures. <laughs> so uh, let's get streak. Yeah, let's uh let's get Mr. Nick in here. Get him rolling, man. Like uh, 
it's always fun to talk to com- comedians. So let's do it. All right. Uncle Dale and Vaughn with stories to unfold. So sit back, relax, and behold. We discuss the life in all its ups and downs. Tune in from your side of town. Talking pop cultures, movies, and TV shows. Giving the thoughts and much more. This shit is style, clothes, and gadgets galore. Keeping you entertained, you'll be begging for more. Cause we gon' laugh and hey, maybe even crying. But one thing's for sure, you'll be smiling. Cause Uncle Dale and Vaughn are at your side So come along, join, and let's ride They bring the heat, and the guests are supreme Am I good? We are, we're recording So, as you can see to my right, we have uh, Mr. Nick Morrison, a comedian And I'm a man of my word he is a man of his word. Got my the, Crocs and socks. The Crocs and socks. Yes, hey, an homage for your boys. It's a good uh, look, man. Hey. But I, I do not pull them off as well as they do. Kids I, do it well, man. Like that's yeah. all they. That's all they do. Well, they also do the shorts. I, I got the pants, so I think it, I, I look more dorky with. <laughs> yeah, but kids. you don't want me with shorts. Your white balance. Your, your <laughs> no. cameras would be. Trans, you're translucent. Oh, dude! I, like if, like if I go out to mow the lawn, my neighbors they get all they they, they get confused because the glow coming off. They think Jesus had returned. So. <laughs> Even Stevie Wonder's like, dang, son, that's bright. Like, it's just, yeah. I thought you were so. going to spontaneous combust out there. Yeah, in the exactly. Sun. So you don't want me in shorts. So I tried it, and I put pants on. So Dude, well, good. So we get you a tan. We ended up getting connected to you through Sean Dolan, who mm-hmm. we had on the podcast yep. before. I guess from when he was on, and then he shared the stuff. You saw us. I'm yep. guessing that's yeah, and I mean, like we kind of connected after that. Yep, connected. So uh, They messaged him back and forth. And, yeah, man. Like, uh, dude, one, we're breaking the comedy. Uh, and we're trying to bring all kind of people on that we want to talk to. Have, you know, you, I looked at your stuff and stuff we've been talking about. Like you got a, you got a pretty big background of a lot of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, there's yeah. plenty of stuff we could talk about. But like yeah. get you on and talk about your comedy, man. See, about, yeah, for sure. Find out more about that world. Yeah, yeah. It's still a new world for me. I'm only about three years in, and so it's still I'm still adjusting to a lot of it and learning a lot of it. And and I, I've always been a go my own way type guy, and so I'm not. Uh, I'm not approaching comedy like most people do, where you got to do ten years of, of uh, doing open mics till you can actually like I, 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 I'm 41. I ain't got time to do ten years of open yeah, mics, and, yeah. and so I, I, I'm trying to pave my own way instead of just doing the only comedy clubs or the, they call them the five C's. You're either comedy clubs or your cruises or your uh, casinos, conferences, churches. Huh. And I'm like, I'll do all of them. Like I'll, so okay. I've done casinos. I've done, I haven't done cruise yet, but, uh, but I've done, I've seen some, some, uh, Burt Kreischer's got a big cruise coming yeah. up. Like, all, like you'll, you, of his yeah, buddies. you'll have a lot of those where that'll, they'll like do a cruise and, okay. then, and it'll be like a lot of comedians. And, and so part of going on the cruise is to see all these comedians. And I think, uh, yeah, that, yeah. So they have a lot of those like that. Yeah. My path is simply Netflix. Yeah. I'm not doing any of the opening. <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm not wasting any of my time. So you want to, you don't want to just go straight to Netflix. I just want I just want my own special. Yeah, if you can do that, bring me with you because yeah. that <laughs> Look. Yeah. I'm going to I'm dreaming it into it to existence. Here. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm all about that. So <laughs> I'm working myself to to trying to get that way and and yeah, it's 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 hard to it's hard to get a special. It's uh I've learned that uh comedy's a lot like rodeo. It's a uh, the higher levels you get, the more family it becomes okay. and uh um one of the biggest respect for me is guys that I look up to, guys I've been fans of years before I even thought of being a comedian, are getting a hold of me and saying, "Hey, we're on your radar. 
or you're on our radar, like keep it up, keep plugging away. You're going to get there eventually type stuff. And so that just means well, a lot. Cool. Yeah. And that, so that'll keep pushing you. Yeah. yeah. And then you get, you get to the lower end, the open micers, they're, they're pretty backbitey there. And it's a lot like that in rodeo. Your, get your Kmart Cowboys are pretty, they, they want to fight each other a lot. And, Dude, we call Vaughn Kmart Cowboy. No, yeah. no, we don't. We have never <laughs> called yeah, it that. Yeah. that that's, it's starting yeah. today. That's completely made up. <laughs> yeah. That's not even true. Yeah. 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 You don't look, you'll know a Kmart Cowboy. <laughs> I, Watch I, Urban Cowboy I, and you're, that's Kmart I Cowboys. legitimately so. have they no they're a Kmart cowboy. I don't even so. know what hay is. Yeah, he won't get dirty. Oh yeah, no, I don't like to get dirty. It's not really my thing. You would you not know? do well on a ranch. Oh no, I know. Yeah, I don't even have to be on one to tell you I wouldn't do well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. It's not my thing. Yeah, I like to see it. Uh, we too. can make it happen. Take you up, take you up Wyoming or South Dakota to our ranches up there, man. Uh, we're be, gonna we're gonna talk about South Dakota. And we don't even put you on like our horses up there. Like you, we don't have dude ranch horses. Our horses have number brands on them, which means if they don't buck, we break them. So they're bred to buck, and so yeah. But it'll, it'll make us a great video of you, dude. It'll be that's a great be, idea. Yeah. I don't know why I'm constantly <laughs> brought into the stuff that I don't want to do. Like I'm, I'm always like, yeah, I'd love to go wakeboarding because I like to wakeboard. Nobody yeah. asked me to do that. Yeah, they yeah. want me to go do something. <laughs> yeah, to hurt myself. I, I think Magnus was saying he wants to. I think that's what I was seeing. <laughs> he ain't scared. Mag- no, yeah, he is yeah. scared. Magnus is scared of everything. Yeah, y'all just lucky he's got a shirt on today. Usually he's back there with no shirt on. <laughs> Rarely does he have a shirt yeah, on. It's, it's weird. Distracting. I was trying to read his shirt for a second. I thought it said something poo, and then oh, I realized that's yeah. odd. So. It does. I, I know. I was like Dino poo. I was like, man, that's yeah. I did, It does look like Dino poo, and I yeah. look at it. <laughs> Great. Well, <laughs> thirty-four inches. We're gonna, have to, yeah. we're gonna have to throw those away now. Just, yeah. just shattered our baseball dreams. Uh, so, what's your background? So, I looked. I looked up. You know, obviously, we do some research. I've seen you from Wyoming. I was a kid moved to South Dakota. Yeah, grew up on ranches. So you just mentioned that. So that's what you. I mean, I guess you grew up working on a farm. I don't know about, about you. <laughs> I thought you're. I was going. You're going. <laughs> yeah. Do I need to restart? No. Okay. I don't know about you, but my electricity bill this summer is higher than I thought it could go. Thanks to the heat and the inflation, I'm kind of sweating it. Dude, I'm hot in your room right now. <laughs> yeah. No, that's me. Oh. The one thing I'm not sweating is the hot through <laughs> this hot summer is through my meat price. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because my meat price is locked in for two years with good ranchers. I don't know how they do it. You might be thinking, a price lock guarantee on meat? They do that? They do. Yes, it's amazing. And you need it. Good ranchers only meat packing. What? Good ranchers is the only meat company locking in your price with industry first price lock guarantee. That's insane. Since 2021, they've been helping people combat the inflation of the meat aisle as well as the mystery of it, too. It turns out over 85% of grass-fed beef is imported from overseas. You know that? Uh-uh. I did, because we had a podcast one more back. They I know. That. Okay. I just tried to play it through. Okay, so not only is the store-bought meat expensive, but it's often low, foreign quality, too. When you subscribe to Good Ranchers, you get a guaranteed price and a trusted 100% American source for your favorite cuts. You can save on your beef, chicken, and pork by locking in your price today. Every single steakhouse quality cut is individually wrapped and flash frozen to make mealtime easy and save you from dreaded food waste. Oof. So go to GoodRancher.com today and use my code DNDPOD for $30 off 
and free shipping. Remember, subscribe to any box and lock in the price of America's best meat for two whole years. That's GoodRanchers.com, code d pod for $30 off. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. Yes, please. Yeah, ranch, uh, my, my grandparents' ranch uh, has been in the family over 100 years. Um, it's called a Centennial Ranch um, uh, in Wyoming. It's a big deal to, to get that for a family to own it that long. And so it's wow. it's been there, and they, uh, they, they raise cattle, and they also outfit hunts and things like that. They're big hunters. And, uh, and then my dad went in the ministry. We moved to the reservation, so I grew up a, a res boy out in Pine Ridge and uh, had a ranch out there. And raise buck and horses and cattle and, and stuff like that. Raise bulls until I moved away, and bulls tear up a lot of stuff. And so when I wasn't there, my dad got rid of them pretty quick. So. How, do you, how do you raise a – how do you make a rock buck? Like, how do you break them to Just do that? bloodlines. They yeah. love it. Really? Oh, yeah, they love it. Yeah, um, I, I encourage you to, to look up uh, – a lot of people know him from The Amazing Race, but he's a, a, a really good – was a really good bull rider. Back in my day, and then now he's he's a great stock contractor. His, uh, his name's Cord McCoy, and he has the Buck and Bull of the Year this last year riding solo. And his Instagram is just full of videos of him walking with him, scratching his belly, scratching his back. Like these bulls love to buck. It's it's in their bloodline. People, you know the the misconception is is that you put a flank on them, runs between their nuts, and it and it makes them. And that has nothing. It makes to do me with buck it. every time. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it it's, it's a reflex, you know. <laughs> it's like when you go to the doctor and they hit your knee and it and it yeah. causes that. Yeah. That's a muscle reflex, and so what it does is it brings their back end up, and so it just helps them to kick is is what it does. And then fighting, it slows them down. They can't run as fast uh, when that's on them. You, and so you put some boxer briefs on me, I start bucking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But so, so they're bred. They they enjoy yeah. it. And you get you find a bloodline that works, and uh, and there's a lot of money in it. My brother's actually uh, right in the middle of all that. He runs a website called the Breeders Connection, and it's 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 yeah. He's he's a he's a pretty big so, name in the rodeo world when so it comes to that. That's a big business. So supplying to like yeah. I had a guy, his father in law. They they did a lot of the steers for mm-hmm. a lot of the rodeos. I know yeah. that that used to be it used to be bigger than what it was. I heard some kind of change years ago. It's actually better now. Well, there's really? just so many guys okay. involved, and Maybe there's so much money in it now um and used to be you'd raise your own stuff and then uh my brother come along with a website and he links these guys together from florida with guys in california and so then now you've got football players buying in and you've it's got like a broker presidents buying in and yeah and, and and they're so they're people are buying into bulls you got cord mccoy who's smart and you know he used his 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 background of uh, being on the Amazing Race and got a bunch of grandmas to buy in and buy half interest. He still <laughs> hauls them all, but they're just we're we're with the Cowboys from the Amazing Race. We own a bull with them, and so you got all this money coming in, and uh, um, and so that it just it. Uh, but the bloodlines have it just you know you find a bloodline that works, and it's wow. You'll you know and then they'll water that market down, and then another bloodline comes along, and and uh, the Bucking Bulls now are just man, they're athletes. Like it's it's insane to. Uh, there's a bull whoopa. They have they now hold the top three highest scores in history on that same bull, and it's it's every bit of it. I mean that that bull you could drive a truck underneath him. Like it's it's just cool to see the bloodlines work. And, the, and like I said, these bulls love it. Like they they know it. Like when they run in the shoot, they game face on. Like really? they they see it, they feel it. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. imagine just sitting in the shoot and they're going nuts. Yeah, like, we we used to have a bull we called Hay Bell. I mean, he wasn't a buckered that much but we take him to camps and like youth rodeos and stuff but he'd get so mad like he would get he you could crawl all over him everything but when you bucked him we had to put a hay bale in a pen and could put no other bulls in there because he'd kill another bull and he'd run back there and he'd just tear that hay bale to bits and then he just 
calm down, he'd be good. He just he won his game time. He just Dang. he had to do his thing, work his anger out. <laughs> That's how I am with yeah. a Chipotle he'd, burrito. He'd take these big old two ton hay bales and just be throwing. I mean, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, it's, yeah. They got a they got a pretty good pro. Bowl. I'm from Lake Charles, West Lake, okay. Louisiana. Okay. Uh, I know they got the guy. I'm Salford Hanch. Hanch? I don't remember his last name. They got a big Pro Bowl rider from my area. I actually don't pay attention to it. I can't much. remember his name, but yeah. he was pretty. He's pretty big still it, in, in the PBR. I, I get really depressed because um, I was 21 when my career ended, and I hadn't even hit my my stride. Like you know, usually 24 is your prime a lot of times, and and I was traveling. I was traveling with at the time the guy was considered the the greatest of all time, and and he's been passed up, of course. But I, I my traveling partners were. I was blessed to be around some of the best in the world and learn from. I just couldn't stay healthy. I mean, it just, when did you start? I knew you ended twenty one. When did you start? So I started riding steers when I was nine, um, <laughs> and then uh, and then started riding bulls when I was eleven or twelve. Junior bulls, and then uh, by the time I was sixteen, I was. I was I was riding, you know, like when I was fourteen, I got like I got a picture fourteen years old on a on a bull, um, and that year he was at the PBR finals in a short go, and I was on him at fourteen, and so yeah. now he throttled me pretty yeah. pretty good. That was actually I was up in North Dakota for a show a couple of weeks ago, and the guy that uh, uh, band Breaking Eight guy Benny Paulson he ended up being one of my travel partners, but uh, um, that's where I first met him. I was this kid showed up this bull riding up there and and draw this this uh, uh happy hopper was his name and there was nothing happy or hopper about yeah. him and he, and he yeah he schooled a little 14 year old self but oh uh, uh but I, so but you know in so i but you can't professionally until you're um 18 okay. is when you can get your permit and you can college in <laughs> pro at the same time in rodeo and so and there's actually two pro organizations you have the prca which is all the events and then the pbr which is just just bull riding yeah so who does the NFR? That's that's PRCA. Okay, mm-hmm. that's PRCA. Yeah, I didn't know that was difference. Yeah, they're like different di- leagues, totally different leagues. But yeah, and which then one they pay, cross which, over which one, some. Which one pays better? PBR. I okay. mean, but NFRs catching up. Like the NFR now is uh, Florida tried to to get it moved there uh, in Kissimmee, and so a lot of money got thrown around, and that convinced LVE Las Vegas Entertainment to add more money. And so now the NFR pays really well. But you could, like, when I was riding, you could make the NFR on $60,000, $50,000. But you go to PBR and win that, you know, you'd win twenty five to 50000 in one event. Oh, shit. So, like, bull riding, there was it was a no-brainer. Like, everybody went to the PBR uh, in the late 90s. And then when I was in it to 2001 or 2004, it was, it, everybody was in it. But now you've got so much money flowing around and you've got to have at least a hundred thousand just to have a shot at the nfr what what do you mean why was that well it's because it's money one and top 15 oh you got to be okay you got yes. you had to earn yeah, that much you had to earn okay that okay program. i guess yeah so somebody so i guess do you get paid per event i'm assuming so you get paid that like, rodeo is different than any other sport um you don't get paid if you buck off you pay an entry fee and then you're paid based on what you place. So like it's, a Houston live, Livestock Show and Rodeo. So Houston Livestock Show. Super Series. They have all those. So the Super Series is really interesting because you, you can like you can win like so one of my really good friends JJ Elshire, I remember one year he won his, won the Super Series, won the semifinals, won the short or didn't and they bucked off in short go and he only walked away with like uh, at the time like ten twelve thousand dollars. So the the Super Series don't pay much. It's that final four yeah, round. Yep. So the super, it pays like you, five yeah. grand, I think, a Super Series. If you yeah. Win. So it's it's I think it's five groups of ten or twelve, and then they take based on money. One you move on to the semis, 
and then they have two semifinals, and then the top so many move on to the finals. Everybody else that was in the semis does a last chance qualifier. Yeah. And then you, yeah, bracket, yeah. Con, yeah, and then you go to the finals, which is that Sunday or Saturday, and it's 10 or whatever, 10 or 12. I can't remember exactly. It's been been a few years since I've been there. but um, And then the top four from that move on, and it's a winner-take-all one hit. But if you make the top four, you're still going to pull a good check. But it's 50000 if you finish first. Wow. Fifty thousand so, dollars, yeah, fifty thousand to win to ride that whole time. Yeah, yeah, that's Eight why I don't ride bulls. Yeah. And it's the best of the best. I mean, and it's and if they buck off like bull riding, they buck all four guys off. They run four more bull, four more bulls in, and someone's got to win it. And they've done really? it a couple times. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, and and so that's where a lot of my so, so I, I say I don't f- focus on rodeo much, but um, the Houston rodeo is the only one I have because guys would come and stay at our yeah, house you know, okay. and, and so i would we would go down and and i'd, I'd go, go pull ropes and and help put on saddles and riggings and stuff like that and just hang out with my friends so houston rodeo is the only one that i really but and then the nfr in the last five or six years i've started my brother does the sale at the nfr uh, the buck and horse and bull sale and so i've got more involved there and just a lot of friends and and then now doing comedy i'm i've been going and doing doing yeah. comedy during the nfr different casinos will will have you come to shows because my my crowd is, you, you is fit there. It. Yeah, 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 your demographics are yeah. right in line. Yeah. So I'm, it looks like it's leaning more and more towards I'm going to go again this year in December. We just don't know where or how many shows right now. I've got a lot of a lot of irons in the air, and it's pretty much top bidder. I'll take it. So, yeah. so the yeah. when they do the bull, like when they pair you up, is it sure they pure draw or they draw? They yeah. do. So the, the, every, you're in the middle of everything changing right now. The PBR has two seasons now. The PBR has the individual sport, and now they have team sport. So la- uh, last year they had the first ever draft, and they drafted everybody who was available. And then this year they had the second draft, and and uh, um, and they have teams. And so that one's different. So the, it's a whole new whole new game, and it is so much fun. It's you ride head to head, and pretty much each team draws. I can't remember how many bulls it is. You pick your five riders from your team that are going to compete, and then you handpick who gets on what bulls, and in what order they ride. Well, that makes it more fun. And yeah, and it makes it, and so it's a strategy game. And then uh, the total. It's like, it's, score, like a go- it's like a golf match play. Yeah, yeah. and then you the just... highest score total wins. And then they'll like they just did. Cheyenne was the first first weekend for this one, and they'll do like two teams will face each other and then they'll go to go to Kansas City or wherever and two teams will face each other and and so that all all the bull riders are there and uh and that one paid good I think the team I think Kansas City won the finals and I had a, a friend that was a uh, uh, bench player he he didn't even ride at it and I think he got like a $25,000 bonus so uh, I don't even, like, I don't think I'd even ride a bench for 25 grand yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just too close to those bulls yeah. those, those, oh, it's, those horses it's yeah yeah I that was my problem was I uh I didn't know I, I I like to pride myself in not giving up. And um, Cowboy Up was my mantra. And now I try to tell young kids, Cowboy Up's a load of bull corn. Yeah, really? Because <laughs> um, Cowboy Up ended my career at 21 years old. Like, you know, my I, I just, I wouldn't, I would ride hurt all the time. Like, I broke my back. I was eight weeks later. Yeah, I saw bulls. you had broke, it was at three different vertebrae? So I broke my rookie year. I broke C2 in my neck. Uh, which they call the hangman's bone uh, should kill you. It cracked it three quarters away across. I actually cracked it a little bit. Didn't know. Got on another bull. I thought I just had like a. You, you get a lot of. It's like getting in a car crash. Uh, the ground's hard, and so sometimes when you get throttled on a bull, you, you know you, you'll you'll get like pinched nerves and stuff. And I decided I had a pinched nerve, and so I got on 
the next night. And I mean, I went to make a corner and my whole body just froze and I hit the ground. And then I went back as in college and my, my, uh, uh, coach said, you can't go to the next college road until you get an x-ray. And I went and got an x-ray and I'd cracked uh, C two, three quarter. I couldn't move my head. You know, I was trying to look and just, did it hurt while you're riding or you fell again? It just hurt okay. to move. It hurt to like, drive that drive home. I had to ride with some people. I couldn't even drive to have some, someone drive my vehicle. Ugh. Cause I couldn't move. Like I, I'd churn and it just like, it's a, it's a miracle that I, that I, that didn't kill me. So I come back from that. I mean, that was my rookie year and I was out for, uh, I mean, like nine, 10, 11 months. I was out for So that. did you get it fused or? No, I just had to keep it still. Oh, okay. it, Yeah, just let it. And I have a big bone spur. It's, it's funny because I, I can't, uh, chiropractors won't work on me because they do the x-ray and then they see that bone spur and they, they're like, yeah, we ain't, we ain't touching that. And so it gives me that, why I have a lot of passing out issues and the brain injury mixed with the neck injury together as uh, is, is why i have a lot of a lot of issues and stuff and so so when did the brain injury happen the brain so the brain injury happened over time okay. um just a lot of concussions like CTE. <laughs> yeah it yeah and they can't test ct until you're dead because right. they take a slice of your brain but uh, i mean there's there's every sign that that you have it like my neurologist uh when i was going to one was 100 percent. you've got uh, late stages of cte i mean there's there's no question about it and so um and my problem was is that i'd 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 have concussions and I'd like my problems really started happening as a, a bull riding and it was a uh, two head and short go one night. And so I rode in the first round and was, and the way it works is you're, they do sections at bull riding. So section one, and then there'll be a break for the act and commercial break. It gives a commercial break for television, section two, section three, section four. And then the next round, if you were in section one, you're now in section four, they flip them. So I was in section one. And uh, I ended up winning the first round, but on getting off, I just landed wrong and knocked myself out. Didn't even I don't even remember getting knocked out. I just had the signs of a concussion. Like so, you can get knocked out and not have a concussion. You can get a concussion yeah. not get knocked out. Oh wow! But I was you know light hurt my eyes. Just and you're used to it at that point. And there was no concussion protocol. You know this was two thousand. Was cowboy up? Yeah, two thousand two, two thousand three. So yeah. did on the concussions are they mostly from hitting the ground so hitting the ground hitting heads so this one here was hitting the ground okay and then i got on at the second round in section four and your reflexes were slow well i had a concussions my reflexes were slow got behind got strung out bull kicked and i went and hit heads with them and oh. knocked, knocked me out cold yeah and i'm back behind the chutes i'm puking my guts out i'm i mean i'm i'm in bad shape and the 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 doctor uh the the sports medicine doctor that that's there that's that's at all the all the big events um he was like yeah man you can get on like i mean because they didn't you know <laughs> yeah. if you're a wuss maybe not but and so, on it. so i was like okay i and well, i made it back to the short go because i was enough points on the first round well i was one of the last guys to go in the fourth round and i was like 14th they took 15 back short go i was like 14th hole which means i was second guy to go so i didn't even have i'm still puking i'm still i don't even know where my rope is nothing everybody's like well you gotta go get so i go get on it just happens to be the dad of the bull that just knocked me out it was just weird <laughs> deal full and circle I, and and all my friends that were there that night were like we should have stopped you we should have stepped in because i'm i'm over there singing rocket man i mean at the top of my lungs i'm so out of it i have no idea what i'm doing not even taking my own rap someone's taking it for me i mean at that level you shouldn't be doing that oh and wow. i slide up and i nod my head and i remember getting strung out and all i can think is here we go again and i come down hit his head Next morning, I my next memory is waking up in the camper, and I'm like, 
where am I? You know, and so I'm looking around. I find my traveling partner, and uh, I realize we're at the next we're at the next rodeo. It's like a 13 hour drive. We're at the next place, and so <laughs> get he's, another he's crack in, at it. He's inside getting breakfast, so I I go find him. I'm like, man, I'm so sorry you had to drive that that whole drive. I must have been sleeping. He said, "What are you talking about? You drove the whole way." And I still to this day, <laughs> still to this day don't remember don't remember any of it. You watch it yeah, that's and so I went. Good. Yeah, I went back to college from that, and I was a straight A student. I I was uh, I was uh, just <laughs> the whole way. Yeah, yeah. Drove the whole way. Get back to college and uh, oh, never got man. higher than a C after that night. And, uh, that was the start of everything turning south on me. And we didn't find the brain injury till I had my careening injury in 2004. We didn't find my brain injury till like 2008, 2009. Wow. Is it? Yeah. When I bought, I bought a race car, I couldn't ride bulls anymore. So I bought a race car sucked at that, but it was fun. I rode around in the back. I did lead a couple times while I'm, I was getting lapped, but it looked like I was leading and hey, stuff. And so, hey, perception is yeah, reality, baby. Exactly. I, I, <laughs> like, what kind of race car? I had uh, hobby stock. I had a. It was a '74 uh, Cutlass with a old, or no, it was an old. It was a '74 Chevelle with a Oldsmobile front end. I took a front end on it, so it had a little more front end to it. And uh, yeah, I. It was fun. I loved every How fast you minute of it. Not that fast. No, <laughs> fast enough to. <laughs> think i was going fast yeah so, yeah yeah it's dirt tracks so you're not you know you're not it was a i think it's eighth mile track those quarter can't, mile those track. can't headbutt you either yeah yeah but so i wreck i got i i was actually i was actually doing well in this race i was running second was on a restart and uh guy hit me guy behind me you know he i was didn't know what i was doing as much and he got up under me and i my car lost the back end and i come down and just I me- all i remember is just looking and seeing one car after another coming through and just hitting me totaled my car and then i woke up like knocked me out cold <laughs> and i woke up and it was like the next day my nose just starts gushing blood like not bleeding like spraying blood oh. like a sprinkler and it and that happens usually if that ha- if that happens right now we, we need to stop the podcast because usually bad stuff happens after that oh but, that's content yeah man. yeah so <laughs> just kidding yeah and so we uh yeah and so uh and I started like getting confused, and I I just would get lost doing simple things, um, like and just having a hard. And so I went to the doctor and was like I was passing out, and they're trying to find cancer, they're trying to find anything. And then um, I remember uh, Junior Seau killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I'm watching ESPN, and they're talking about everything he went through, and I'm like, that's my everyday. So I went back to the doctor. I said, could it be concussions? He's like, man, I don't know. So they went through over a year of tests. Like I was doing four to five tests a week for over a year. Oh, God. And I mean, it was like, where are you at? Because I've come a guinea pig for him because they found the, the damage to my front right lobe of my brain. And um, it should should have been inoperable, but the rest of the brain kind of picked it up. And so i become like a test dummy for him, and that's when we found it. So it's, yeah, it's boring stuff, but it's, you so know, the- it's frontal right low with that's not emotion is it that i think that's frontal. i don't know my that my wife gets married to a lot of person because every time because i get knocked out easy now i turn my head too fast i get knocked out <laughs> Our, we have a deaf dog and he'll he jump up and hit me in the head and knock me out and every time i wake up i got a different personality so as my wife my wife has a lot like i used to never I, the only time i would like re, like i was so easy going never get mad and now if someone cuts me off in traffic i'm i'm pulling them out i want to pull them out of the car and yeah. whip the snot out of them you know and like someone make fun of my brother because my brother broke his neck riding saddle bronx and uh when he was 18 and he was one of the best like he would have he would have won some world titles where we grew up was uh in south dakota okay. in the 90s 
the saddle bronc riding like the mecca group, it was like like think of a school that pulls from 45 mile radius like just think of a 45 mile radius of kids mm-hmm. and it having um 15 to 18 not just major league baseball players but all-stars for the next 10 years all out of that little area and that's yeah. what it was on the bronc riding at that time wow. where did what city did you live in in south dakota <laughs> is there a city in south dakota yeah is there's there rapid yeah. city in, so i was a, a hour and a half from rapid city okay yeah so so i go uh i go pheasant hunting in south dakota that's that's the east river side yeah. so you have east river west river you're on the ugly side dallas the, and the grumpy people we go to dallas and winter a winter south i've got a lot of memories in winter south yeah. dakota. i just did a show this winter up by winter yeah so I, but yeah <laughs> ironic yeah i've yeah. I got i got some great memories i remember <laughs> i yeah winter yeah i don't know exactly where how long so how did you live there i know you, you moved so there, like we moved there when i was nine yeah. and then uh uh lived there until i had my current injury um and i i felt like i was letting everybody down um because i was 21 and and i was the only guy on, yeah. the, on the hitting the pbrs at the time benny paulson up north dakota was too so him and i were traveling a lot together and and i just felt like i let everybody down and i was and you can't go anywhere in south dakota and not see rodeo you know and oh, yeah. like i could go in any gas station and people would know who i was and and so i just i would i was so embarrassed and so i'd met this girl in new mexico and i was actually going to propose to her to the night of my career-ending injury and they ended up life-locking me out of there, and so I, I couldn't. And uh, um, but uh, so I moved down to New Mexico. So I'd been when I was 22, you know, because my career. I say I was 21. It was like two weeks before my 22nd birthday. So, wow. Which is, by the way, here's an interesting fact. I'm 364 days older, or 366 days older than you. Yeah. So you're June, June 29th. Oh. I turned 41. Oh, and no, I saw kid. you post. Yeah. 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 The 30th. I saw you post. I was like, oh, hey, there you yeah. go. I'm, I'm just almost a year older than him. So. Yeah. Yeah. Vaughn's still a baby. Yeah. He's 39. Yeah. <laughs> Just turned 39. Yeah. You know, I've seen the videos. I get it when, like, you guys are ridiculously lookalike. You think so? Like, way more in person <laughs> than in video. <laughs> Most people say in person it's more. If you didn't have facial that, hair, I don't think I could that, tell you That last yeah. time. We I had, can't grow it. So. The yeah. height, though, he's way, way taller. Yeah, way bigger, yeah. too. The, the, now, yeah, okay. I saw the video you posted so, of you first and your brother all, working out. First Holy of all, cow. he's the exact same height. Is he? And you know what? Just the, so. He has this thing where he thinks he's taller than me. And every exact, picture we take, I'm taller than you. Every picture we take. And a lot of times he, he gets he's on, on his little... Toe. Yeah. And, I, and I, or I, I take a picture on this rug right here and you get about a quarter inch on me. We're on the same freaking Dude, rug. we're the same height. And, and I want to <laughs> settle this. We're going to settle this after this. Okay. Because it it's really starting to hurt my heart. All right. right. What do you say, Shorty? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Just, no, dude, he gets so pissed. No, I, I was like, I didn't mean to take you out. Struck a chord with him. Look at I him. Like, I, I just could not. <laughs> no, like, I know you guys do the Dale and not Dale. It's and tough and being I can, short I man in totally tall man's world. I get it, man. I had a friend in college that we looked exactly alike, <laughs> and we swapped college jerseys at yeah. the college finals one year. And we're walking like I went to his college team meeting. He went to my. Nobody knew. So I get it. You know. Yeah. So, That's yeah. funny. You want to yeah. swap college jerseys? <laughs> I didn't go to college. Yeah. So much for your. I was bronc riding, <laughs> dude. You can't even spell bronc. <laughs> dude, I can ride one though. Hey, come up South Dakota. We'll we'll test that out. We've got. I got want quite Vaughn, a few of them want, up there. Me and Vaughn are going to just stand in there like the, the like Jackass episode and we'll see who gets hit first. So we're not going to do that. Why? Because I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that would be you hilarious. You come up, watch him get on one. Yes, all rideable. Exa- yeah. 
No, we'll put you on. Like, well, I got a guy. I want a junior bowl. I got a guy. No, I got a guy up in in uh, in Huntsville. He's a rodeo coach up there. Really good friend. They have an arena on Sundays. They buck out, and he'll have bull. He used to have. He's, this bull's gone, but I'm sure he has another one. He loved rodeo, like, and you'd get a picture, and he just run out there but he would throw his head up so he'd, he'd make you look like he was bucking oh, yeah. get a good picture <laughs> fall off because the first time you fall off because uh what people don't realize the adrenaline adrenaline rush you get yeah um your your body can't handle it and so you black out first time you get on a bull you black out what because the adrenaline t- rush is so theory. high yeah so we can get I, I guarantee i guarantee bubba would let us bring you up huntsville, there. Bring the texas? Podcast, huntsville texas let you guys come up with the podcast i i, I almost guarantee I, I just have to make i did a show for their church up there yeah. great people really absolutely great people but they buck out every sunday they do church service and then they buck out afterwards and a lot of a lot of pro guys have come out of that little buck out that he does a lot of like high-end high-end pro guys it's a great time to start his son right now is tearing up his son's <laughs> Uh, and the running for rookie of the year, actually. So. I want somebody to run beside the bull with those pads so I can land on that. Though I did that. It, <laughs> I, we we had a when I worked at, when I worked at Lone Star Cowboy Church. We had the children's pastor there was uh, was a former cage fighter, big old dude, and I got to talk to him and get on a bull. And when I do bull riding schools, I'd always run alongside and, and coach. And the kid starts falling off, I'd you know try to push him back on because these bulls are just you, that's what you want to learn on is just yeah. something slow and. Uh, and he starts sliding off, and he's—I mean, at this time, he's—he's he's over three hundred pounds. And I reached out for him, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, you're on your own, man." He sounded like a Mack truck big, letting the brakes out when he hit that ground. Just, just big every, tree fall hard. Oh man, yeah, we still laugh about that. So, yeah. so you're a pastor's son, yeah, pastor's son, and yeah. then you became a worship. So I leader, so right? I started when I was 15. My dad told me he said, "If there ain't church, have church," because I was rodeoing full time at that time, so I wasn't home on Sundays. And so I took that as as do church, and so I went to a rodeo in Wall, South Dakota, and they didn't have church service. So I went up to the announcer stand, and I said, uh, "We're having church tomorrow, Sunday morning." And they said, "Who's preaching?" I said, "I have no idea." Yeah. And that started my so I started preaching when I was fifteen years old, and so wow. um, and then riding bulls, we started a ministry called Bull Riders for Christ that we had um, that uh, uh, vest. We had we had. Uh, stickers and stuff oh. like that. So yeah, you have that. And Dude. then my shaps still had like uh, like my. Uh, I should have brought those for you to try on or something. That'd <laughs> been fun. Yeah, but my my when I got on the PBR, I got some shaps and we put the Bull Riders for Christ logo on the bottom oh, of those. Cool. And and uh, and then so when I had my careening injury, um, I actually left everything and went to New Mexico and was managing uh, Hastings because that's what I went to college for was was corporate business management. So I was managing a Hastings over there, and and um, Hastings like the video. Yeah, and at the time it was man, big. that that was huge back in the day. Yeah, it was that? huge back in the day. It was video games, videos, music, yeah. books. Oh, okay. It was kind of like a Sam Goody. Okay. Yeah, it was, and you'd go in to have all the. We, we didn't stuff. have that in Louisiana. We had a what was it called? Oh yeah, we all had Sam Goody, but we had some other. We had another local one that was yeah. Like so these were, this was, a, this was a, a corporate deal, yeah. I don't know if they had Camelot, but I think they may have back when I was real little. But they had another like a local. It's called Sound Shop. That was like a late Charles, like just one store. But we had the Sam Goody. Like, okay. That yeah. was like the, the big deal. Yeah. FYE. Four Year Entertainment. Yeah, I remember that one. FYE, no. Yeah. That was another one. So I'm I, sure I thought I was going to stay with them and, and even got a, a corporate position offer uh, for, for something there. And then um, got a phone call from uh, one of my rodeo buddies, a guy named Rope Myers. Uh, he won the Steer Wrestling World title back in the 2000s. Um, he... Uh, He's he's most known now for uh, History Channel did that jousting show and he went on there and dominated and, and so he jousted for years. Just world's 
most interested man, but they had offered, there's a church kind of starting to grow in Montgomery uh, under Randy Weaver called uh, Lone Star Cowboy Church. And they were looking for a worship pastor, youth pastor, and they offered it to his wife. She couldn't do it. So he called me. And uh, so we come over, took over that. And I mean, it like that, that was, that was an incredible journey in itself. We started with 15 teenagers and eight volunteers and, and two weeks grew to eight teenagers and zero volunteers. And, uh, it's cause we ran everybody off and then, um, <laughs> And then it grew to, we were averaging hundreds of kids a week. And within, within three or four years, we was averaging hundreds of kids a week. We were satelliting all over the U.S. Um, before satelliting was a deal. deal. Like, it, there was no... So what's the difference with the cowboy church, do you think? Well, this was like, this was like, this, this was just a, a cowboy pastor. And it was, it, you know, they do okay. kind of Western type music and okay, stuff like okay. that. But the cowboy churches really blew up after this church blew up. Like, you, you started seeing a lot of cowboy churches go out and and now they're they're everywhere um uh they, they, but cowboy church has been around since the 70s i mean okay. there's 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 been you know uh a guy uh smith my my brain's giving me some fits i should know i can see his face guy and Ann. but they um uh they kind of started that whole that whole movement of cowboy churches and, and stuff we it wasn't john smith i tell yeah. you it wasn't no him. Well, no it was not him. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we did it one time we did a uh we did we went to a dude ranch the whole family in bandera okay and we had like we had a cowboy church thing yeah. they had things set up out there and uh yeah. that was fun yeah, yeah I, fun. I, I enjoyed i've been i've been in ministry my whole life and and i i it made comedy an easy transition for me because I've always with teenagers you got to keep their attention. Yeah, and so I'd always do humor with it and stories. I'm all, I'm a good storyteller, and so keep I would always find humor. And so when I decided to do comedy, it was very easy transition because it was just now I'm writing comedy on purpose. If, you know, yeah, so, yeah. Was that I, I know? So I, I read about your story. You know, you said God gave you this. I guess to told you about doing comedy so yeah yeah how was how was that going to something that's it really is a more secular deal yeah well so I'm, I'm friends with a lot of christian comedians that i've known through traveling and speaking and stuff we were driving to uh her her family for christmas and we're going on that long stretch on i-10 going to new mexico that you know, just horrible and i just felt like I, I was you know i knew that i knew god was leading me to something new and we was in the middle of a fast and and so, and, and I just, I just felt like God was saying comedy and I was like, yeah, I ain't going to do that. Yeah. And then she, my wife sitting next to me, she goes just out of the blue, have you thought of doing comedy? And then I'm kind of mad because I'm like, well, why are you talking to her? And, <laughs> yeah. Why are you going to bring her into this? And my phone rings and one of my best friends from rodeo calls me and he said, man, I was just praying and this is the weirdest sounding thing, but I feel like I need to ask you, you ever thought about doing comedy? And I mean, this is all happening in a five minute. Dude, that's wild. So I looked at my wife and said, I guess I'm doing comedy. Yeah. Oh, man. And so we had 12 hours of driving and I thought I wrote some pretty good stuff. And <laughs> then I went to an open mic in Houston and tried it and bombed. Oh man. It was, <laughs> bad. It was bad. And I'm like, I'm never doing comedy again. And then my mentor, Bob Smiley calls me, said, how'd that go? I said, it was horrible. He said, yeah. He said, let me help you. And so he wanted to start taking me while well, then right after my... Uh, right after my bombing, COVID hit and shut the whole country down. Yeah. And shut like the Bob. The first show I was going to do with Bob, uh, the night of that show was the night that they shut the country down. And I was like, you know, God, if uh, if I was that bad, yeah. there's other ways. Dude, he's like, stopping me from he's doing like, this. Maybe like, yeah. I should rethink yeah. this. <laughs> so, uh, so I had I, and rodeo. I was all about film study. Like I would 
I would study film. You know, you learn so much off of film. So I just started watching comedians and taking notes. And I'm like, okay, this is the angle they took. And, and most people, they read a book. They read the, the comedy Bible. But everybody does that. Yeah, so I don't want to be like everybody. Right. And so I'm like, I've, I want to learn it. Like playing instruments. I've taught myself every instrument I play. So I'm like, I'm going to teach myself comedy. Well, you can't do that. <laughs> like it's that it is a different animal. And so just, I, you just need reps, right? I mean, yeah, you need you need reps. But then in May of twenty one or twenty two, May May of one of those, I opened for Jeff Garcia. And Jeff, um, he's best known for being the voice of Sheen on uh, Jimmy Neutron, mm-hmm. and then the little Pip the Mouse on Back of the Barnyard. So I opened for him. And he said, man, you've got so much potential. I love your passion. He said, I want you to come back. You're going to open for me the rest of the time I'm in Houston. He said, but you're, you and your wife, I want you to bring a notebook. We're going to meet for lunch, and I'm going to teach you how to write correctly. Because he said, you're not writing correctly. He said, all the premises there, you're not writing correctly. And so I'm like, man, and, and he's, he's mentored some of the biggest. Like he, You hear Gabriel Iglesias talk about mm-hmm. sleeping on his mentor's couch. That's Jeff Garcia. That he's, wow. you know. And so I asked him when he was there, I said, how many, like, you know, I'm used to rodeo where you're you're pouring into hundreds of of guys. To I figured comedy would be the same. And he said, "No, you're you're only the seventh guy that I've decided to help teach this." So he said, "I'm going to teach you the same writing techniques that um, uh, George Lopez taught me." And so, if you notice, there's a style, and my style of comedy is very similar to like George Lopez, very similar to Gabriel Iglesias, Jim Gaffigan, Brian Regan. It's all that same. It's the same writing technique. Mm-hmm. And um, man, it, it, he said, I want you to take all of your material, throw it out, and then I want you to rewrite it with this technique. And it was like a light bulb went off. And just, I mean, within a month, my career just blew up. What's, like the, what's the biggest thing about it about you know, trade secrets? Like, what's, yeah, it's, what's, a, it's what's, a huge trade secret. What's, what it is. The, what's the difference in your, is your delivery different or it's just a ca- different cadence? So, so this, is, this is what blew my mind is what he told me. He said, comedy is. Uh, comedy is 10% material, 15% delivery, 75% marketing. There's amazing comedians nobody knows about. And there's like, comedians that suck, but everybody knows about them like because they Matt, market well. Like Mike, Matt Reif is like the poster child for... Yeah, he's... He, I'll tell you... He's, he's funny, though, but, he he's, is, but he's blown... I mean, somebody chose him to be the one that's going to be... It's such a fight in the comedy world right now because it is making it hard. You yeah. pull a cell phone out now because film is... Comedy is the same as riding bulls. You're going to film your sets, and you're going to you're going to watch it back every set. What I do right, what I do wrong, what can I improve on? Those are three questions you should ask yourself all the time. And now you pull a cell phone out, people see it, they're like, "Ooh, Matt Reif, I'm going to get on it." TikTok, and then the crowd just won't shut up. Like they that would so, annoy me. Yeah. So so a lot of comedians are mad at him. I'm winning that deal. Do your thing. Like it, I'm not the style of other com- music. I love certain styles of music. I can't even stand to listen to rock or like heavy metal or yeah. even rap music like it, it but i know other people do Comedy's the same way there's comedians i love other people can't stand it yeah so if it works for you do it like absolutely so but he's a great crowd worker like he's very good yeah. on your feet and, he's, and he's crowd witty. works a lot of you're setting the crowd up for a joke you've already written jesse does that well yeah yeah jesse, jesse yeah oh dude yeah, he, was jesse, so, yeah. he was so good yeah, yeah. yeah. especially <laughs> yes. when he gets to he had, the, whenever there's a girl with a black guy there it's, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, gets, <laughs> it gets a little out of hand and I and it, uh, we were it. at one show and he was ra- he was railing on that's a bad choice of words. <laughs> he was 
he was <laughs> that's what he on stage yeah and she she there was a uh, there was a curtain there and she hid behind the curtain she was so embarrassed really? he would just would not let oh, up. Man. oh it was so great he's very good at that yeah he, he's I, like yeah. i didn't know it's like like when he first came out i like i already had preconceived notions like i don't know if i'm like this guy yeah. i really did i just judging the book but i just yeah. i did you know yeah and uh, but then like his first thing, I was like, "Oh, dude, this guy is gonna be good." Like, yeah, he, he was, was good. He's and, very fast paced. He wants us. To, yeah, just, like, you don't, you can't breathe. He just he's like go go he, go. He's got a lot of Kevin Hart style in him. Yeah, and, yeah. But he just he did yeah. it well. But he didn't. It wasn't yeah. like he was copying. I mean, it was it was him. Yeah. But it was uh, he did. We were in how many uh, shows is that? Did you? That was wasn't it two two thousand or something? No, he's done a thousand shows. Was a thousand okay, shows. Thousand. Yeah, this year was, he had a thousand. That, that shows was the thousand show we went to. Yeah, yeah, yep. I know exactly what show. Yeah, Sean opened for him. Yep, that's time. where we went. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, Ben, uh, Ben was there. Yeah. Ben, yeah. oh man, yeah. he's a trip. He's, yeah. Hey. So I like doing shows with Ben because it's a contrast. <laughs> well, no, because I know what's if the crowd's laughing at his stuff, I crack out the darker jokes. Okay, okay. you know what I mean? Because yeah. if they're la- if they're not laughing at his, because you're either gonna love him. <laughs> Or you're going to be like, this dude's messed oh, up. Oh, he's going to make you Man, cringe. I, yeah. I love dark humor. Yeah. Oh, he, he's dark. He I was, mean, his, his deal is very he, dark humor. That's, he his, got, he that's got, his tag. He know? got to the point where yeah. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, he, he pushes know. it. He. I was having to like look around before I laugh. <laughs> you know, people have warned me that Houston comedy is, is raunchy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I've heard raunchy. Like, I've been around. Like, in the rodeo world, you know, you've got your comedians around there that are known to be pretty... <laughs> And they're clean. Yeah. <laughs> they're Houston comedy. Holy. My wife and I went to a show, and I was like, I need, think I need to wash my ears out after this. Like, I think this with is. the Bally's plants, dude. We're all just jacked yeah. up down here. They put me on the on the midnight show at the secret group one time, and I was like, okay, I'll do the midnight show. And I walked in the bathroom, saw it was the the dirty, the triple X show. I had to go back to the promoter. I was like, do you know me? Like, do you, do you know anything about, I don't know if this is my show. I should be on as the triple X show, you know, because I'm, I try to stay pretty clean, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not fully clean yeah. okay like I'm, I'm not squeaky clean let's yeah. put it that way okay. i do disney type jokes i do you know but i do a lot of churches i do but um uh i, I got to be a part of the a competition and I, i'm not gonna drop his name but there's a, a guy that does it he and he contacted me and was like he's like you're too squeaky clean and so he he helped me write a, a joke into one of my deals and so I, I i throw that joke in and it just reminds people that you're not fully but it's not totally dirty but yeah. it's like well, at least and, I know you're not just some square that's like yeah, trying well, to be. I'm talking about the birth of your children. And, okay. You know, when the baby's head's coming out, don't look because it takes years to get that image unburned for your memory. And, yeah. and so he added the line and it's it's been killing his first time I'd seen that head poking through. I was like, my wife's never going to think I'm big enough again. Yeah. And so it's not <laughs> dirty, but it's just enough to be like, okay, I can. And so like, so I have a few of those, but I try to stay. I have a lot of kids come to my shows. Yeah. And so I try to stay, but I, so I write it. I'm very strategic in my writing. I try to write it to where it'll go over the kid's head and the parent gets the joke. Yeah. It's like it's you like know. it's like the new animated cartoons now. Like yeah. they have a lot of stuff that the parents catch yeah. and the kids. And my jokes, like, I'm very. If you listen to it the first time, you're like, "Oh, it, he's going." It's it's just very basic jokes. My jokes are very layered. So like when I'm telling a story, I want you to hear me five times and get a different joke every time. And then my favorite is like I'll have jokes where you'll hear it and you'll laugh because you want to have you don't want to have them think too much because then they're not going to laugh they're too busy thinking, and then they're not they're too busy thinking the next time you do it, the next line so they forget it so I try to do jokes the way I write them is you're you're laughing in the moment but then when you go back you're the like bit, yeah 
wait, did he say, <laughs> did he really say that? You know, and yeah. then it's like, and then the next time you're listening for it and then you catch something else and then there's just layers, yeah, layers to the jokes, you know, like my steel ball story. Like I, you yeah, know, that, I, yeah. I throw so many quick, that was a good one liners one. in there I that see, you'll get a different one every time. I, I sent that one to them. Yeah, I'm sure. That's, yeah. a, I, that's I everybody's abso- favorite. I absolutely love one liners. Like yeah. it, Oh, I did a show with Andy Huggins last night. Dude, that guy. He's a legend. He's he's yeah. he's been doing comedy forty years. Yeah. But I'm not one liners. You have to do it right because a lot of times it's shotgun and you're just throwing a lot of shell. Yeah, he Mitch, did it Mitch right. Hedberg is the best. Mitch, yeah, Hedberg, Mitch, Mitch Hedberg, was, Hedberg is is yeah. Is I mean, he's the, the king of greatest it. of all time. But Andy Huggins, he's a legend. In I'll Houston. look him up. Okay. Oh, he was on America's Got Talent. But he's, he's oh that doing guy. All, yeah, yeah. I seen. Yeah, Sean did something before. Yeah. But, oh man, I was. I was laughing so hard last night. I'm texting my wife jokes like as yeah. he's telling. I'm like he he nailed it. Like it was it was a lot. And there's of fun. a level of respect that a guy that oh, old yeah. you like. You, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. And I and he had headline the night I did my my first open mic. He headlined the show, and then I was in the open mic afterwards. I was the 40th comedian, one o'clock in the morning. And there was like 10 people in the crowd, you know. And and I don't do good with small small. The smaller the crowd, the I, I, the larger the crowd, the more comfortable I am. Yeah, and because so I, I just it's probably awkward with only a few people. It's got to be if, if you got if you got more of a sample size, you've got more of a laugh. Size. Exactly. If you got 10 people in the crowd, five think it's funny. They hear themselves laugh. They stop laughing. Yeah, because they don't want to hear themselves. If you're in front of a thousand people, half the people laugh. It sounds like everyone's five, laughing. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, and then there, someone's going, well, what joke did I miss? And, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah. Comedy is very, it's very in your face. I do a lot of shows. Um, uh, something I've started doing is country singers doing transition between their bands and stuff like that, or just doing shows with with country singers. And it works. Man, it, it, you wouldn't think it does, but it works. Doing a comedy and a concert together works really well. The only problem is, is the disconnect. Concerts are farther away. And so, like, uh, the show I did in, in North Dakota was, I was transitioning between two bands. I left the stage and walked down and got, like, where the, like, the way the seating was, I could yeah. do it. And got, you know, because it's it's such an intimate, you know, you want that that close. It's it's a totally different animal. It's I've been in entertainment my whole life from singing to bull riding to whatever. It's the uh, preaching, speaking. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. Well, listen, a lot of the comedians, they talk about the same way. Like, there's a different show you're going to do at a club versus yeah. an arena versus a yeah theater yeah you have to know it is they, reading they, they your talk, audience they talked about the timing like yeah Joe rogan talks about the timing's different yeah in the arena versus you gotta thing. wait for that laughter yeah he's like, you, yep. wait, you gotta wait for it to come back to you exactly that's, that's exactly you it, it goes and it'll come back that's wild yeah and it's and and the you know the large crowds the speakers got a little delay on them you mm-hmm. know and so it's 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 almost like a wave of going across there you know of, of laughter which is pretty cool but i, I just had um, an idea so virtual stand-up no they do it yeah that COVID, I, yeah. That, they, they, yeah the comedians but there's suck. there's comedians that can do it they do uh bob smiley there's a bunch of comedians bob uh, bob's one of them i've seen him do it they go on the the meta pays them to go into those oh, comedy clubs yeah and they go into these comedy clubs on meta and they're and they're with virtual reality doing and it's like that it's for him it's an open mic you know so he goes on there and tries new material and I'm like I know that ain't me. I have to hear that would be the weird. laughter. Uh, I can well, I can have Magnus pump in laughter. No, that's. <laughs> I had a guy. He's like, hey, I want to film a special for you, and I was like, well, do you have the crowd mic'd? He's like, no. I said, then no, I ain't gonna do it because it's like, well, we can pump in. I said, the only thing worse than no laughter is is pumped laughter. Yeah, like that's yeah. Uh, Nothing will make you lose your your respect of other comedians than pumped laughter. So, yeah, but no, that's you could. There's some guys that do it. Oh, it's. 
Yeah, it I, seems like it'd be. I don't know. You, talk about talk about a disconnect. That's a you disconnect. You feed so much off the crowd in comedy. You do you ever do you ever like okay like you you talk about the the comedy the crowds do mm-hmm. you ever like pivot jokes based on what you feel? So one thing I had to learn early: you have an out. All your jokes have to have an out. Okay. So if you're doing a joke and you're like, okay, this is not going as well. It's a five minute bit. You don't want to do five minutes of this is not going well. So you have an out. And so some people do it different. Like I've got a friend that he's very scatterbrained. Like his whole bit is he's very scatterbrained and he jumps around. So he'll jump like he'll he'll get distracted. And you think he's doing it on purpose. He'll get distracted, go to do something else, and won't come back to the joke. Me, I write out. So all my jokes I have throughout every bit, I can end on this. Like I have – you have your big hitter, you know, at the end. But I have hits that I'm like, okay, they're not getting as good. I'm just going to go ahead and make it feel like that's the end of the joke and move on to the next one. So you, you have to have an exit ramp on all of your jokes uh, because the, the work – I did a – I did a competition at the riot and I had like, I was like, I had not had a bombed crowd at all. And it was the funniest person in Houston. And I drew a night that they wanted dirty comedians. The dirty comedians were, were killing it. And I was the last comedian. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> if they're laughing at these guys, I'm going to kill this. <laughs> so I started in um, and I made a mistake. I'd never done a competition. You don't start on a story. And I did started with steel ball story crickets. And I'm like, if they're not laughing at that they're And I mean, and I had no out. And I'm watching that 10 minute clock and it was moving backwards. I was, it was like, I was out of body experience watching myself just sweating and, and, and you just, there's nothing you can do. And you have to, and I was like, I have to do my whole 10 minutes. And I mean, the worst bomb I've ever had in my life. Well, no, the worst bomb I had in my life was I did a school show at a small school and, uh, um, they brought all the high schoolers in Yeah, and I'm going into going into doing some bit I have on skinny jeans. I figured they'd, you know, and nothing. And these people start crying. <laughs> these girls in the front start crying. And I'm like, I mean, it was, it was hard. Well, <laughs> they forgot to tell me was a pillar of the community had died and they had all just came from his funeral and they bust them from the funeral to this. And they all wore skinny jeans. And they no, died. No. And, and, and I mean, the person so, died in skinny jeans. No, but <laughs> no, it just was that they were still emotional from this guy that was like yeah. a grandpa to all and these like, kids. That's and not your fault. That's just a bad sketch. So that doesn't that doesn't count as a bomb. But I'm tell you what, I I wanted to crawl in a hole. In, so in, did you find out? Did you find this out after you had done the bit? After 30 minutes, and they all walked away. Then the principal came and said, I, I, "I'm sorry, nobody was able to catch you beforehand." We apologize. Like, this oh, is what had happened. And I was man. like, okay. See, I would have been picking on the people crying. Like, what are y'all oh, crying about? Well, I, they had, they, their basketball team had just lost in the playoffs the night before. So I'm like, they're taking it kind of hard. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's just basketball. My, Dude, you know. I, I just said in the front row, you quit acting like your best friend died. Oh, no. Oh, I, see, I'm not, that's not me. I'm, oh, that's I, me. I, I, want, I want to be like Nate Barker. See, I want to be known as the I nicest love, guy in dude. comedy. Like, I want that to Hello be, World special yeah. is. His, his, yeah. his delivery. Superb. His oh, yeah. delivery is. I, probably the best I've ever seen. Yeah, he's. I yeah. called him after I watched it. I, I had I've watched it like five times with people. Yeah. I, was, I said, "Dude, you got to watch this thing." I said, "It, it's so good." It's, There's nobody I want to be tied with more than Nate Bargatze. So I was Nate, watching, if you're watching this. Yeah, Nate, come on, man. No, hey, we'll, like, we'll I, DM. Like, I am. I, like, he is somebody I want. Like him, just his whole. John, he, I like John Chris a lot too. Uh, well, so I so I've got friends who are real good friends with really? John Chris. I don't know him, but a lot of my friends are real good friends with him and stuff. And 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 uh, I, I'm in that circle. Okay. But Nate's starting this thing, Nate Land, and he's wanting it to be um, he's wanting it to be a clean version of what Adam Sandler's done. 
Okay. And I'm like, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. Like, I want to be like Dusty Slay, Greg Warren, uh, Aaron Weber. Like, those guys, those are the guys that I get excited about. Okay. Like, I could totally see hanging out with them, being around them, and that kind of. And so, there's nobody I want to be with more than that group. Is Sinbad still doing comedy? Uh, Remember, he did, he did clean comedy. Yeah, Who? his his Sinbad. daughter's actually a really good worship, oh, yeah. a worship leader really? in Phoenix. Yeah, she's really good worship leader in at uh, at uh, Barnett Tommy Barnett's church over there. And I like uh, mm-hmm. man Nate Bargassi. Yeah, that, that, that's one of the few. Like I like people's specials, but his special I laughed out loud by yeah. myself. Have you heard his time. dead horse story yet? I oh, you gotta look so. up the dead horse story. Okay, that's horse. one of his first like blow up stories. Really? He's a dead, okay. Yeah, driving and seeing a dead horse, and just shows you how his mind thinks. He's going up to go hiking, and all he can't get his mind. So he's thinking through, and he's another guy that's just layered. Yeah, he and does just layers of. Well, what do you do when your horse is like? Yeah, your friends have to come pick him up. Like, he's, it's, I don't want to ruin it for you. You got to look it up. Like, okay. it is one of the best. And then the climax of the whole story, the, the callback on it is yeah. just so good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's, he he he's, is uh, he's a stud, man. He's, my my favorite part in his last stand up, and and this probably wasn't even the funniest part when he was describing that his parents were living in the house. Yeah, <laughs> backwards. backwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like that makes total sense. And, uh, my favorite was. When he's talking about his sister, and then he just casually slips in his his brother. I'm yeah. like, that is brilliant. And he goes, brilliant. Justin, oh, he's like, writing <laughs> that that there is just brilliant writing. That is top notch. Like that that's thinking on another. He's level. Like, oh wait, of, yeah, we got a middle make, brother. Yeah, how can I make such a simple statement so funny? And he did it. I mean, he's, that's he's yeah. He's good. I like him, him. Jim Gaffigan's another guy that I just and Brian Regan. Oh my goodness. Like if if you haven't listened to Brian, like you can. I'm sure I've seen that guy. Oh, I, know, I know Jim Gaffigan will. Yeah, Brian Regan. Look up his his first album to his latest. But Brian okay. Regan, he's he's different. He yeah he is he is his own style of comedy, and it will have you especially like your kids play baseball. Yeah, mm-hmm. look up a snow cone playing in little league bit. It I mean just he is he's but, another he's an animal. He's another level. I seen a good Christian comedy years ago at a church. Probably Tim Hawkins. Blonde hair guy, older yeah. guy, yeah. No, not older guy, younger. Well, older guy would probably be Jeff Allen. He's real good. There's a lot of really good Christian comedians. He, Tim Hawkins to me is one of the five funniest comedians. He was like probably in his fifties or sixties when I saw him. No, that would maybe fifties. Tim. Tim's, Tim's our age, and he opened up. We went and seen Tim Tebow when he came to Houston okay. to one of these churches. So we went mm-hmm. to see his event. Well, they had before Tebow came out. Dallas thing. They had that yeah. comedian, and man, this guy was great. Tim Tebow's a Christian comedian, yeah. but. Like, he, like his football, he's a joke. I mean, I'm, 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 a, I'm a Denver Broncos fan, so I, I, Tebow yeah. time was my favorite. Dude. Pe- people always say with the you know the Cowboys are God's team, and I, you know my my view of it is you know is God's going to cheer for the team closest to him. Yeah. What team's mile high? Nah, there you go. But they also drafted his second son Tim Tebow, so that should tell you he's a fan of the Denver Broncos. Yeah, but then well, he sucks. I love him. I love Tebow, so, dude. Yeah. There's only yeah, one. I, I love I love the guy. Love everything about the guy. I'm really. Yeah. Glad I'm a that big we... LSU fan, but the Florida Gator fans. I mean, Florida Gator years when he was yeah. there was my favorite football year. Yeah. Some memories. Yeah, he's. I, I I love Tim Tebow as a as a human being. The yeah. Green Bay Packers are America's team. Yeah, legitimately. Ooh, we'll see this year. It'll be tough. So. Oh, I'm not a Packers fan by because they're owned yeah. by the, the people. They're owned by the people. Yeah, that's true. I ha- I got that's a chance true. to go there and it was. Yeah, people yeah. in Wisconsin. Are My brother lived phenomenal. over yeah. by the stadium for a while, and he said it's insane. It's like great Sunday morning. Like, yeah, it's insane, it's, and it's the cleanest yeah. city you would ever go to. Yeah, it's I I loved it. It was such an experience. Yeah, I've, that's one of the stadiums I want to go to is Lambeau. And the you know Aaron Rodgers and I are the same age, so yeah. 
mean, I think I got a shot. Yeah. yeah. Go cheese. Go cheese. <laughs> so who's your favorite comic? Uh, you can pick yourself. Nate Gaffa Regan. <laughs> Nate Bargetsi, oh, Jim Gaffigan, and Brian guess, Regan. Okay. Yeah, those three to three headed. It's a three headed monster for me. Nate's been doing it for a long time too. Twenty years. Wow. This is his twentieth year. Yeah. Used, I watched some old videos. He'll pop up. He's like, we just yeah. chunkier. Yeah. I, and I like I like um, like Larry the Cable Guy. I like him. I yeah. like Jeff Foxworthy. I like those guys. But people always try to compare me. I, I, I Bill Ingvall when I was rodeoing Bill Ingvall's Dorkfish tape. Like, cause we had cassette tapes and that's yep. what we, we listened to. I, I wore the fire out of his dork fish tape when we was rodeoing. Like we listened to it all the time. I've, and people compare me a lot to him cause I'm cowboy and got the goatee. He tells us the, his, I'm a cowboy story. That was actually at some of my best friends house that, that, that actually happened. And, and so it's neat here and their side of the story that, so like all of this is like I, those guys, but I, it's, um, it's, it, I don't know. It's different. I, I, I really enjoy Gaffigan, Regan and, and Bargetsy. Like it's just. Yeah, it's just my style. I do like those other. Guys. I like a lot of comedians. It's, it's. Uh, but those guys, I, I, I want to take a little bit of all of them and put it, put it in. Yeah. So what is it like for you guys? I guess green room. Do they act any different with you or like to, you know? I'm saying, it depends you, on. You know, like I said, could be. It, um, it depends on. It's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, the ones I've been around have all been phenomenal like yeah. they treat you with a lot the where you get the ugly is the local guys okay you know get a lot of local guys that have been open micing it for 10 years and they're mad because you're doing better and so you'll get you know get a lot of backbiting get a lot of and they're probably some are probably watching this right now and just i'm just fueling their hate <laughs> even more but they can do what they want with that but uh it's that's where you get a lot of it on the the higher level um it blew me away how much respect that like even guys I've never done shows with, they just come across my stuff on Instagram or, or different stuff. And they're watching and they just will call me or they'll message me and be like, Hey, I'm, I'm just, you're keep doing what you're doing. Just want you to know, you know, you're on our radar. And I mean, that means more than anything to hear no, that that's, you that's know? for your peers. That's big yeah, deal. exactly. And so the, you get a lot of the, that respect. Um, and, and I think I'm a, I'm a firm believer in Galatians six, nine of, or not Galatians, yeah, giving you more seed, press down, shake together, running over. That is not just, like, people want to say it's money. But it's, um, I believe it's everything. If you're given being nice to people, you're going to reap that back tenfold. Yeah. If you're yeah. given being a jerk. So my philosophy in life has always been everybody's a 10. And when I meet you, because you, you consciously or subconsciously, you give everybody a number when you meet them. Yeah. They're not dressed right. Okay, a little lower. Their teeth are crooked. You know, and so you give them a, a number. And I just, I try to go in with everybody I meet. Whether they're the richest person in, on the world or a homeless man, they're a ten. Yeah, and I give them a ten, and I mentally see that I make my brain see them as a ten because I have to. Some of them I have to make myself, and then I let them move that number based on how they treat others or how they treat me. Yeah. So if I see them treating others like a jerk, that number goes down. If they're treating me like a jerk or they're you know backbite me or whatever, that number goes down. And it's really hard to raise the number for me. Like you're gonna have to do something. That really makes you stand out for you know, but I will let you move that number. I'm not yeah. going to I'm not gonna let what somebody else tells me about you move that number. Yeah. I'm, you know, and so I and so I think because I go into that, when I when I was riding bulls, you know, my my it, nicknames are huge in rodeo. And my uh nickname my first year was permit because I was a permit holder, but I'm hanging out with all the top twenty in the world guys. And everybody's like, Well, what are you doing? Well, when I went to rodeos, I would always find someone 
that everybody else wouldn't hang their rope next to and I'd hang my rope next to them. And I'd be like, I'd, and I would just, because I knew it would mean more to them to have me hanging my rope and talking to them. And so I always had that mentality. And so then I get to the professional level and, and I, I reap that back and I'm jumping in, jumping in the car with the, the greatest guys, you know, and, and just learning from them. And so uh, I've tried to do that in comedy. I try to treat everybody as nice as I possibly can. And I feel, and, and, and you're going to fail sometimes. Yeah. And you're tired and you're, you know, you're mad because your set didn't go as well as you wanted it to, or, or, you know, but I, I try to treat everybody I want when somebody leaves, I would rather them say he was he was a great guy than he was a great comedian. You know, like I, that means more to me yeah, than, no. than them just. I I don't want. There's a lot of great comedians that are absolute jerks. Okay, I can imagine. Yeah, and I'm like I don't want to be around those guys. You know, and I think that's why I gravitate to someone like Bargetzi is because he's he's known as that. You know. Yeah. So. I just got told I was a ten, but for some reason I feel bad. He just <laughs> took you down a few notches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got fake teeth, so he's like 11. That's not true. If if fake teeth is the – you got to remember, I'm in the bull riding. (laughs) So fake teeth is pretty common for for my my profession. Are they made out of wood? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, not not that old. So (laughs) It's not George Washington, you know, anything like that. uh, Mine are made out of wood. And I grew up in the Dakotas, so hockey players and so it's – yeah. That's, then I come to Louisiana. I'm like, these are my people. That's yeah. So that's where I'm from, South, you know, South Dakota's people are great people too. Yeah. You know, great faces, great people. They all, they all kind of remind me of you. Yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, everybody has like the same thought process. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because like people are here. I'm here that I'm from South Dakota. And they're like, oh, well, do you know so-and-so? And it, like they expect us to all know each other. Yeah. So I go on a rant. I'm like, we don't all – I understand that there's only, you know, that the, the, there's only less than a million people. And then they'll say, well, they'll tell me who it is. I'm like, oh, well, I know them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say the name first. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the culture shock for me going to South Dakota and meeting people from South yeah. Dakota is – like you're in Texas, right? We've yeah. got a lot of land. Salute the and yeah. they yeah. are – so in Texas, if you know somebody who has a 10, 15,000-acre ranch, like – It's a big – That's gigantic. Gigantic. 10 15,000 acres you're you're that's just normal i mean that's i mean 10 15,000 yeah. acres up there's a front yard i, I tore I, I make people i make people in texas mad because when i moved to texas i had this guy and he's coming to church he's like i got the biggest ranch in the county and he's like you got and just bragging about it. i'm like biggest ranch in the county in texas like this is gonna be this gonna be huge so then he's like hey we're working cows you want to come work with us i said i do you want me there at five in the morning because we usually start about five in the morning because it takes it's gonna take you all day just to get to the end of the pasture on horseback and so He's like, no, no, you can be there by two. And I'm thinking, two in the morning, man. He's like, no, two in the afternoon. It's like, oh, we're going to gather them the night. But like, I couldn't. He's like, no, no, no. And I show up and I I made a man because sometimes I'll speak my mind. I'm like, dude, you ain't got a big ranch. You got a sorting pin. Yeah. This is is nothing. It was like, yeah, it's it's different. But land here is so much more expensive. But it is that way. Like, it's. I I mean, I I was, when I was talking to the people who owned the pheasant hunting ranch, I was telling them, I was like, yeah, you know, uh, we have a. A company lease you know it's huge it's fifteen thousand acres and then i said you know how much are y'all farming out here he goes <laughs> probably like, hay in 15 he was acres. like uh we have eighty thousand acres yeah. and i was like yeah would you do you have neighbors yeah my grandparents the the pastor they hunt buffalo the pastor that they outfit buffalo hunts on is a hundred thousand acres i mean that's Dude. what do you do with all that except for gross crp uh cattle but here's the other thing here it's not it, here you measure um cattle per acre yep. there you measure acres per cattle 
So oh, here, wow. because here you guys get a lot of rain. Like everybody's talking about a drought now. Like they would give anything to have as much rain as you guys have had. Okay. Like for them, you know, that you, it rains so much here. Everything dies quick because the roots aren't that that deep because it gets so much rain. Yeah. So here you got a lot more water sources. And so here the hard thing with cattle is is the bugs. So you have to have what we call it having a little ear in them, having a little, uh, uh, there, you have your boss taurus and boss indicus getting a little deep in here. But the that's like your Brazilian breed, the they're taller skinnier big long ear their stomachs can handle when they they eat with their tongue and when their tongue swoops they they pick up all them bugs and so you'll have a that's where you have brangus instead of angus down here stuff like that i thought that was a mix between a brahma bull and an angus cow yeah brahma is the boss indicus that's your we learned we learned a lot about the cow market from our uh our sponsor good ranchers because yeah. yeah. they got the american uh, i'd love i'd love to get hooked up with those guys just dropping that hint to you all right guys, so. no well they're gonna hear this yeah, yeah. well good I, i'm i mean they're got good stuff man what better what better uh, sponsor you're you're for a, a comedian yeah. good ranchers than a good rancher <laughs> there you right? go and i mean yeah i mean it's yeah well, we don't want them to kick us off and no, bring you on. No, he's fluttering y'all too. I've been I've been a fan of Good Ranchers for for quite a while. When I when I heard on one of your podcasts, they're in the Houston area. I was yeah. like, that's I, I, yeah, I, dude. I, I didn't. Yeah. They're they're in Friendswood. I had no yeah. idea. Like I did something with yeah. them, and then once we talked about doing something for the podcast, it was like, hey, we're in Texas. Where are you at? And they told I, I was like, dude, yeah. fifteen minutes. Anybody from that me. brings the American beef market up is yeah, yeah. Good dude. And book, he, dude, you know? if, if you ever heard Ben talk about anything before, like our podcast. Other ones, man. He's super passionate about yeah. it too, which is yeah. which is really cool. No, I'm, I'm I'm serious. Man, I'd love to sit down and just talk to those guys, just because I think it's a, it's. I hear a lot of the podcasts I listen to they they sponsor. They do, and I won't say them because if I say this the if I say the podcast, then half the population will cancel me. So yeah. I'll, I'll just. <laughs> but uh, they, they'll know which one. I'm yeah, they, yeah, about, we so. yeah we know. Uh, yeah, yeah, we we know who they sponsor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got one of the one of my friends that that I that I do comedy with. Uh, He's got a huge show and sponsor, and so I've got jokes just for his crowd. Okay, good. Like, yeah, because it's you know it's a very political crowd, and so, yeah. But I don't tell those jokes other yeah. than <laughs> yeah. other than at his places. Yeah, and, yeah, for so sure. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. kind of steer clear of that. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah, I, I try to. I, I go back to the the Michael Jordan uh, Republicans buy shoes too. Yep. Yeah. Oh, like I, he I refused do. to take I, I a just side. said that the other day yeah. to somebody. So I say that all the time. Republicans buy shoes too. All right. So who are you voting for in two thousand twenty four? No, I can't. I got my guys. I'm, I'm actually. So here's the here's the thing. Like. Uh, Long before I even did comedy, my wife's always like, "You need to do a political podcast." Because I'm pretty opinionated. Yeah, like I'll, I'll I, I I get over opinionated sometimes, and so like fantasy football, we've talked about. Like I'm actually praying about maybe starting a podcast. I just know how much work it is. Like I'm I I won't do something until I know I've got the time to do it, and it's going to be top notch quality. Yeah. But I'm like I, I'm thinking about like I could totally do a podcast that's. I could bring comedian guys on. Mm-hmm. I could bring guys like you guys on, but I could do the rodeo side. Yeah, because I've got yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you got, a, you got a lot of life of experience. Just have so many different angles, and really, you know, the concussion side and the because I'm connected with a lot of guys in sports that have concussion issues. Because I've really made it a, a, a goal of mine to um, uh, try to get ahead of a lot of the concussion issues, helping people who because with concussions when you want to commit suicide with a concussion that's completely different than a depression yeah you're you just wake up and it's like a checklist your brain's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna kill myself today and so it's like getting yourself and having a friend help me out of that situation now i know the the trigger like he told me he said all right let's talk about something else for 30 minutes and then if you still want to do it okay 
and it got my mind on something else. And then it was like, man, I was stupid for even thinking that, you know. But your mind, like, your brain you just, just won't give up on it. It's like you just have to do it. It's, I've I've had my fair share of concussions, and like yeah. you, um, it, I immediately knew because I would I would throw up, like, yeah. and it wouldn't stop. Yeah, and and I haven't stopped in twenty years throwing I, up. So. I never really, I never really thought like it never came to me. Uh, you know, you could have uh, some brain injury yeah. or anything like that. So how you felt after a concussion? That's me twenty four seven. So um, so, how did you rehab yourself to be better? Are you just lots of just brain exercises? Peak, I do the peak deal every day, um, and then I rotate things out. It's an app. It's an app that just does random things to train your brain. Um, I do Sudoku's and really solitaires and um, you read. I, I read um, the craziest one, and and this is we went we're at the neurologist, and I, I, I I'm I'm a gamer. I know I'm forty something years old, but I, I feel like we're that first generation of, yeah, of gamers. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like a big gamer when I was young, and my roommate in college was like one of the first competitive. Like he was doing it before it was big to be in competitive gaming, and and um and so the neurologist said you need to do. Uh, an hour of video games a week or, or seven hours a week. And my wife was like, he paid you to say that. Yeah. Didn't he? So <laughs> at least like, four hours a day. Nick. Yeah. You got to play. <laughs> and so he was like, well, I can bring my boss in and see his opinion. So he brings a guy and we haven't met yet. And he's like, ah, I think he needs to be doing two hours or 14, oh. two hours a day, 14 hours a week. And I, I looked at my wife. I said, uh, I think we need a third opinion yeah. on this. I like the way this is yeah. going. But I will tell you this. She will block my entire calendar off a day and say, you're doing nothing but playing video games today. She's become the biggest believer in it. Minecraft is like as crazy as so it it's is. Thinking, dude, dude, text me some of your builds, man. Yeah, oh, dude. <laughs> oh, I'll show you when we're done. I'll sh- I'll show you the builds I'm doing right I, now. I built a my, Denver Broncos life size stadium. I hear my with kids say that. This is funny, dude. I you my builds that I'm like yeah. I'm, I'm built. My, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, son, but I love it. Well, my son has a uh, your son knows a realm that, and all my my nieces and nephews are in it, so I can play with them. You know, and, 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 and interact with them and then like other people are on it. And so I'm like one of those, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it big. Do it the right way, yeah. So I've got like a whole area and, and my uh, my, money my game name is Fainting Goat, you know, FG. So Fainting, Fainting Goat. Goat, yeah. That's what my friends call me is FG. And so... Uh, um, and so I, because I pass out all the time. And so, dude, uh, that's horrible. You know, I love I, it. Hey, make light, <laughs> make light of it. Oh, man, if people hung around my brother and us and him in a wheelchair, they would think we were the most horrible human being. Oh, so he's paralyzed. He's paralyzed. He's paralyzed. Oh, he's wow. Par- yeah, yeah, from, his, from his injury. From, from here down, yeah. He actually yeah. broke his neck in the same place that uh, Christopher Reeves broke his neck and had the same doctor work on him. And he said it's a, it's identical. He said it's like looking at the same two God. same two deals. Yeah, so he's paralyzed from here down. And yeah. Do they yeah, dance we, alike? Uh, uh, he's got a little more movement. A little more movement. They roll downhill the same, though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. I know. Yeah, I, I can beat him in a race. Is he older or younger? He's older. Yeah, he's a couple okay. years older. Yeah. <laughs> beat him in a race up here. We, uh, we, we uh, he's gonna, he's gonna watch this, and he's gonna be so mad at me for, for telling this. But <laughs> we fought all. The, my dad did not like us to argue. He's like, you don't argue with your mouths, you argue with your fists. That's probably where my oh. concussion issue started. <laughs> and we would, we'd drag down a fight. So he comes home from the hospital. He's, he's eighteen. I'm sixteen, and and I just come back from some rodeos, and and he. Uh, He's trying to wake me. I'm tired. Like, I've been driving all night, and I'm tired. I'm dreaming that my feet are broken. And I wake up, and he's running over my feet with his wheelchair trying to wake me up. So I'm 
I'm I'm fighting mad. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna take him on, right? Like, and then I'm like, no, I can't be the guy that punches a kid in a wheelchair. Dude, dude. And then he rams me with his wheelchair, and I'm like, I'm gonna be the guy that punches. <laughs> so I come at him, and he's Too got these, he's got these legs sitting out here, and he's got a cutting horse. I can't get to him. He just keeps wiping me out with his legs. Yeah. So I put a dusty tuckness move on him. Got around behind him. I jumped up on the battery pack and I put him in a chokehold. Oh. And I got him in this chokehold and he's trying to punch me, but he can't make a fist. So he's more WWF slapping me, you know. And I'm just laying into him. Oh. And he turned his wheelchair to full spin while we talked to guys at the hospital. This is, he just got back from the hospital. Like he'd been in the hospital for like a year. We talked him into ramping this thing up. We talked like making us fast. So this thing spun. It, they, they claimed it spun at 15 miles an hour. Which, <laughs> so he starts spinning. I'm wearing socks. I'm standing on the battery pack. My feet slip off. And so I'm hydroplaned out. Well, he can't control his legs, so his legs shoot out this way. <laughs> <laughs> and he slides off the chair. So his feet are this way. My feet are that way. And his shirt hangs on the joystick. So we're just whipping. We're taking out lamps. We're taking out everything. Yeah. And yeah, so, I want to go for I'm, a ride. Yeah. I'm going to send this story to Fiverr. Get somebody animate this story yeah. for us. And then, <laughs> So we hit a couch. Both of us fly out of the couch. Like, we hit the ground, right? And and we're laying there, and my dad walks in oh, from God. outside, and he's mad. <laughs> yeah. And my brother's like, Dad, we ain't got a spanking in a while. Give us a spanking. I'm like, of course you want a spanking. You can't <laughs> feel nothing. <laughs> he just punched me in the arm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, so we have a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean you got. I mean I know it's oh, terrible, but dude, you he's he's he has some of the best. You got to be self deprecating. Self deprecating yeah. comedy is and so fun. With, yeah, so with the comedy, I do a lot of like making fun of myself, passing out and stuff. And so I haven't yeah. passed out on stage yet. I have from the pulpit, but I haven't passed out. So the, when you pass out, is it for a long time? I don't ask it? my wife. For me, it's a blink of an eye. Uh-oh. So it's, it's, just, it's people like always spell. laugh at her because they always panic. And then she's always in the back going, ah, oh, he's all right. Give leave him alone. Some leave him, leave, let him have a space. And he's trying to, always he blown does, away. He does it for attention. So I used to, I used to like, like, and that's where I got a lot of concussion. I'm going to have to move this. I keep hitting that. Um, I used to get a lot of, uh, I'd pass out and get knocked out again. And I had a really bad one. So about every time things get worse. So here last year, I was trying to change. The, if I bend over to pick stuff up. Yeah. I'll get relaxed. That's why I can't work out anymore. That's why I'm gaining weight is because if my heart rate gets up above 120, I pass out. That's not even that real high. That's not that high. So, like, I go for a long walk. I get super lightheaded because my brain's not telling the blood to go until too late, and then it rushes all at once. And so, like, I when before we knew the brain injury, I was working out one time, and I had shoulder issues, and I was doing the – it's elliptical. Is that mm-hmm. what it is? And I woke up passed out woke up my shoulder dislocated i'm just laying there because i passed out whole, <laughs> they just ripped my shoulders out of socket you know and stuff and so i was like well i can't do that it's so funny yeah and so but this time so i was bending over to pick up the dog water and i and i'll just bend over and they say it's like a tree i, I look like tim anderson last night just kind of just oh, stiff dude. up and just yeah just dude. And so I, I fell and she she works out like she's a marathon runner and uh dude. and and i she's fell. rubbing it in your face yeah, the whole time i would love Man, like if you knew how much I loved working out, I loved like hands-on work. Like it, it's hard for me not to do this stuff. But I hit my head on her workout tower that she had all her weights oh, and cracked God. my head, and I woke up from that having seizures. And now I've been having seizures ever since. Never had them before, and I've had like six in the last seven or eight months. So you need like, wearing those freaking helmets, like the yeah. The, everybody like, sends me the Japanese they're... people that have the when you start to fall, it blows up yeah. like the Michelin man. <laughs> I'm like that'd be fun, but as many times I'd have to stuff that back in, it would be, I'd be, it'd be, I ain't doing that. That'd yeah. be a great thing to wear. But I, like people say, when I pass out, like 
was violent. Like, <laughs> so I you hit. Like, the people are like, oh, he's faking it until they see me pass out. They're like, oh, yeah, he ain't faking it. <laughs> but so I'm 41 now, so when you, it hurts. When you pass out, is it... Is it just random, or is it when you're doing some certain things? Exertion, uh, exertion sometimes. Okay. Getting hot, heat. So when I had I had uh, COVID or when COVID turn started, lifting, hey, I had turn the air off. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most guys, most guys are like we, they're like let's let's do this. Hey, ben, that's what. So your good friends, you know, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they'll laugh at this, but your the friends that are going to be carrying your your casket at your funeral yeah they're the ones that are putting stuff on the ground for me to pick up let's see this let's, yeah. see, let's see where this goes you know that's, i have a feeling that's you too. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd be that i know i'd be that friend that would pass oh, yeah. out while carrying your casket yeah yeah rest in peace exactly yeah yeah we're always yeah we're always joking about that stuff but yeah i have no idea what it's i mean you gotta do uh, it sucks you gotta make a lot of it too i'm sure it's, it's just yeah you, you can't cope well and, so i have a dog that has taught herself um to to warn me before i pass out and she has saved me really i used to think she was causing me to pass out because she would jump up my face and then i'd pass out i'm like i'm gonna kill this dog I'm like, and then i was like okay well I, one time she did it i'm like i'm just gonna test something i sat down and then I woke up, and she was leaning against me. She caught me. I'd sat down and passed out, and she caught me. So I realized that's what she was doing. So, so she did this on her own? Or? On her own. She figured it out on her own. She could, there's, you so, probably and secrete I think it's some she sort was of... always outside, and she liked being inside, and she knew this would keep her inside is because I would, I'd have to keep her with me. And so she learned this on her own. And then our last house we lived in, we had an in-ground pool, and I was home alone. She wouldn't go anywhere near the pool. She would never... Never, nothing. She wanted nothing to do with the water because we threw her in one time to teach her to swim John Wayne style, and yeah. she didn't like that. That's what we do with my son. Yeah, and so <laughs> and uh, so we had. Uh, um, I was working on the pool, and I would have her check. I had called her to me. She didn't act like anything was happening. I'm like okay, so I'm I'm on my knees and I'm picking up the little buckets, and I could feel it coming on, and I tried to lean back, and that's the last thing I remembered, and I fell, passed out face first into the deep end of the pool, and home alone fast out face first in deep in the pool i woke up and she was swimming under my chin holding my head above water oh my god and she Whoa. was worn i don't know how long i was out but i know that dog had no energy left wow. so i wake up and i kind of get my chickens back in the coop and she's done so she starts sinking she's like she was gonna kill herself to keep me alive and once she saw awake she stopped so i dropped to the bottom of the pool <laughs> excuse me 41 year old puberty sucks <laughs> so i dropped into the pool and i shot up picked her up and then I just worked my way around the pool, and I threw her on over the edge, and we laid there, both of us just huffing and puffing. <laughs> yeah, and he I was, was swimming with head I, yeah, under I was the cooking, chin. I was cooking buffalo steaks that night, and she got a buffalo steak. And she's been the most spoiled what kind dog, of dog I've is ever. It? It's a Catahoula. Okay. Yeah, and it's the most spoiled dog I've ever. That's, the, that's the ones that like, they heard. Yeah, they, they, they do. They're made it's for. It's like the dog. They're, yeah, they're made for, for uh, hunting pigs. Yeah. Okay. But she, yeah, she's. She's lazy, dude. That's so, crazy, man. Yeah. But she picked, and that's stay away from the dang pool, me. dude. Yeah, oh, we we sold the house. Okay, no, we no, well, yeah. that's the thing is that we're actually going to buy you a pool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna actually jog. So right here's after the thing: this thing everybody's always like, "What's the one thing you can't do? Swim? I can't swim. I, Dale can't swim. I'm not good. I can I swim. I can. I, I can't float. I, just, I, pass I can out. swim from here to there if I have goggles on. So I was that dad that would get in with my kids and have the goggles be the total idiot, you know. <laughs> I would get in the pool. I'd wait, like, wait, because our house was, we were right by, the, right by the school at our last house. And so, and it's, it's, it's country, it's Tarkington, so it's like the prairie. Yeah. So one or by the school, it still was pretty open space. And everybody come hang out at our place. And, and uh, we had the pool. And I'd, I'd wait for all the teenagers to get in a huddle. 
And then I'd put my little goggles on and I'd swim over to them and I'd just stand there and I'd just stare at them. And they'd all just be looking at me awkward <laughs> and say, okay, I felt just had to pee. And then I'd climb out and not say anything. Oh, man, they would scatter like cats every time. And then, yeah. I'm going to start wearing go- goggles. Yeah. Oh, I'd wear, I'd, yeah, I'd wear goggles with the, the snorkel. The snorkel because when I pass, could I be swimming and pass out from exertion? <laughs> so, I would, and so, I, so I had, I'm that dork in there with the gut. She's, that's 100%. Like, and so I, I would, I would all the time. Well, I, you, I would uh, be swimming and then I'd wake up and they'd be dragging me along the edge of the pool, <laughs> getting dad out of the water. So, I'm the type I had to the put snorkel my, just for that. I'd be the type to put my thumb in the top of your snorkel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm like that too. We had a we had a, a friend of ours. He's a he's a hockey player and he come down and visit. We didn't know how deep our pool was and it was January, and he come down and visited and, and you know it gets that water was pretty cold and we was like hey he's he's six. 10, 6, 11. Yeah. Um, he's pretty short. Yeah. So he yeah. said, jump in that pool and we want to see how deep it is. <laughs> and so he jumped in. You know, like, Mom, I'm always, it's like, oh, yeah. you're actually here. You guys will like this story. So rodeo pranking is, is big in rodeo. Like it is. Okay. It's, you're, you, you're in a hurry. You do a lot of driving. You're with the same guys all the time. You pull a lot of pranks. So I'd been traveling with Cody Custer during the summer. Cody was the 92 world champion bull rider. He's my mentor. He's, but he's the prank king. Like he is. Still to this day, he's a Hall of Famer. He's in the Pro Hall of Fame, but he's no more as a prank. So I'd learned. I go back to college. My mentality was I don't get even, I get ahead. So if you prank me, I'm going to prank you back pretty bad. So this steer wrestler on the rodeo team pranked me. Steer wrestlers are the linebackers of the they're rodeo huge. world. Yeah, they're yeah. big guys. So he'd prank me, and so I'm like, I'm going to get this guy back. And the best prank is them knowing you're going to get him and not know. So he wasn't getting any sleep because he was He's worried about it. He was worried about it. <laughs> well, one night I'm watching him eat and he's chugging some uh uh NyQuil. And I'm like, I asked him what he's doing. He said, "I got to get some sleep." So I'm just going to drink this NyQuil and I'm like, "Tonight's my night." So I sneak <laughs> up to his room and and uh pick his lock and and get ready to go in there and and pull a prank on him while he's sleeping and this freshman comes walking by. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I didn't want him to rat me out to the RA, so I Asked him if he wanted to be a part of the prank. He's like, yes, you know. Yeah. So we went in, and the, the steer wrestler's laying on the bed on his stomach. I said, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to pull his pants down. You're going to hold his butt cheeks together, and I'm going to super glue <laughs> his butt cheeks together. Oh, He's dude, like, that's yeah. beyond pranking. <laughs> oh, no, it gets better. So we're walking as we're walking towards it, I thought, I got the opportunity to pull off the ultimate double prank. So as we get up there, we get the pants pulled down. I accidentally drop the lid. And I tell this freshman, I said, uh, hey, can you pick that lid up? And so while he's picking the lid up, I put as much super glue on the outside of the butt cheeks where his hands were going to go as oh, I could. No. <laughs> so he puts his hands on the butt cheeks, squeeze them together, and I lather him up. Tell him to count to 100. He gets to 100. Nick. I said, what? You got some of my hands. I got super glue on my hands. They're stuck <laughs> to his butt cheeks. I was like, sucks to be you. And I left and left the door open because there was a bunch of Japanese foreign exchange students and they'd walk the hallways at night because they hadn't adjusted to the time zone yet. So I knew they were going to walk by <laughs> and just see this guy just standing there holding on to this kid's butt cheeks, you know. So he's holding the butt cheeks. Sure enough, some Japanese kid walks by and he's just like, what's up? Yeah, like, yeah. Didn't even know what to do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So Welcome to America. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. Legend has it, his hands are still stuck to his butt. Yeah, so, well, it, the guy was starting to roll over. So he thought, if I rip my hands real fast, I can get out the door before he realizes it. So he ripped his hands, and the super glue come apart on the middle of the butt cheeks, but his hands were still super glued. So the guy wakes up, stands up, and he's trying to figure out what's going on, and he sees this freshman just hiding back here with his hands on the butt cheeks. And all he knows is that he is groggy, his butt hurts, and there's a freshman hanging on at the back. So 
Yeah, it happened true. to me a couple times. Yeah, that's true, like yeah. Vaughn's college years. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I've got these hairy hands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a, one of our travel partners was, had a ha- real hairy butt, and we'd always moon like we saw someone rodeo, and we knew we'd moon them. Yeah, and we were the college rodeo team. We had a band for the rough stock guys, and and we we mooned. We knew what happened is when it's cold up in South Dakota, if you write something on the windows, the next time it colds, it shows up. So we all mooned for the as the vet techs. Band. Yeah. And so we all mooned, put our butt prints up against the window, you know, being college boys. And we got a vet students come back all mad. And they knew exactly which one was Collins because all the little squiggly lines oh, were oh, <laughs> I was like, Magnus is mud. Like if you saw someone, if you're going, like if you're driving from, let's say you're going from Atlanta to California, a lot of guys are all going to the same so you see a car, you know, and everybody's butts hanging out the window. That's just that's part of rodeo. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cowboy up right there. Yeah, that's cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, rodeo is a lot of traveling. It is. It is like to give you an idea of like you're you're in Florida, then you're in Canada, then you're in California, then you're in, and it's all in a week's time. You know, and you're paying for all that travel for just man. That's a to go with sponsors. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna spend sixty thousand a year just in travel. Golly. Yeah, so, what was your most money you ever earned? Uh, I couldn't even tell you. I don't no. remember. Yeah, because you're doing so many different okay. events. And stuff. I guess and I was, they're probably onesie twos. I mean, they're probably not huge yeah, payouts at a time. I would have good payouts really? sometimes. I'd win, but I'd like I've, I don't know. It just I'd, I I'm horrible with remembering numbers, and so there's people watching this that would call me out if I said a number yeah. that I'd be wrong, <laughs> and I'd either be too low or too high. And so I just I I I try to stay away from remembering numbers. I'm my I, so math used to be my I, I was on a Mensa scale of uh, for IQ, and they, they think that's why my brain is so high active with uh, with my brain because of the amount of concussions I've had, I shouldn't be active. And so uh, math was like my number one thing. And so uh, where my injury is now, I struggle with numbers, like remembering. Maybe that's why I failed Algebra 2 twice in high school. Yeah. The algebra 2 is not even math. It's just such a waste of time yeah. is well, what that that's is. That's why I didn't pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Uh <clears throat> Who's who's been the coolest person you've met yet? Like uh, being a comedian, who's the biggest? Uh, oh, as a comedian, the yeah. Biggest? Um, we were at uh, what? What? We were doing a show. Who was that wide receiver? They just traded him to the Cowboys. He was at one of my shows, and like you know how well your set went by how many drinks you don't have to buy afterwards. And my wife and I were sitting there, and he just loaded our table up with drinks. Uh, Brandon Cooks. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he was at one of the shows. That was pretty cool. And he was he yeah. was. Uh, um, through comedy, not as, I mean, other comedians, I guess. I'm yeah. trying to think. I, uh, rodeo, I, I mean, met a lot of really cool. I mean, you're you, there's a respect level when you yeah. get to the professional level. There's a le, there's a level of respect. It's like you combat know, I don't sports. get it down because I'm rippled instead of ripped, and so I look like I'm, you know, I don't look like I did it before. But when I was doing it, you just meet guys and just just an immediate respect between sports and, and yeah. stuff. And so um, there was all kinds of guys that uh, that you got to be around and. And my doppelganger, um, when I was younger, was Travis Pastrana. Looked just like him. And he come to a bull riding school that Cody Custer and I were doing one time. I love Travis and, Pastrana, man. And I'm like, our personalities were exactly the same. Like, it was, I was like, man, it was, it was, it was creepy. It was, but you want to talk about someone, I've only seen three guys ever be able to get on a bucket bull and ride them uh, immediately. And Travis was one of them. He's no fear. Well, and as the He's other two guys is with him because motorcycle riding, like jumping motorcycles and riding bulls is the same exact technique. Yeah. I can really? See that. So, yeah. And you're, you're, hold, used, you're so, holding in. Like same people thing. get on a bug machine. They think, Oh, I can, I can do this. Well, bug machine does this. They're not, 
doing that. It's that forward movement. Movement. Yeah. Like, you don't realize how much power and they got torque and force. And, yeah, and, and the G forces and everything. And so, guys that ride motorcycles, it's you're, it's posting. You're doing the same thing. You're taking the power away by getting up your shoulders above their shoulders and and stuff. And so. So, oh, one thing I learned about Travis Pastrana, I, you, you have to, maybe have to fact check me on it, but so he suffered as a kid from night terrors. Really? And um, I don't know where I got this information, but it was it sounded good. But had he had night terrors, so everything that he does in life is he it's not as scary to him as those night terrors as a child. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I didn't have night terrors as a child. I was scared to do anything. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have had concussions issues and, and injury issues when he come out with that, with the show Nitro Circus. Cause Man. I would have, I'd have, I'd have called, I'd have, I'd have called someone and said, get a hold of him. I want to be on that show. Yeah. And coming, that was the way I was. I was a daredevil. I'd do anything. They're coming to Beaumont in October. I, yeah. I, yeah. I was, I, I was that guy that like, that was a great show too. Yeah. Like the, the MTV yeah, show yeah, I did. Yeah. I, yeah. I loved it. And that's just, I, I'm just. Yeah. He's really clean. I hate how he's a, I am now. He's yeah. a real clean guy, though. Too. He can't. Now, I mean, his. I'm he, sure he I drops that bomb a few times. I know his so. his crew's pretty rowdy, yeah. but yeah, he's pretty reasonable. Yeah, he he he'll drop a few f bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it's like I said it. Like I said to you guys before, it doesn't bother me. Like people yeah. think, oh, you're a clean comedian. It, I mean, if you're around comp, like if I was bothered by dirty out, you you wouldn't last very long as a comedian yeah, because the other guys, it does not, it doesn't bother me. Like I mean, the reality is, I've got friends that that you know I. Dirty is easy to write. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And there's so many jokes I have where I'm like, man, I could so, but I'm just not going to do it. But yeah. I've got my friends that I text them to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, we're like, I've got, I got one friend, Nate Dove, and I hope he's watching this so he can hear this, but he's, I send him, you know, the, he's like, those jokes, you know, and then there's, like, a, Damn, Nick. The, there's a bullfighter. Up in, yeah. There's a bullfighter <laughs> in, in Hawaii, Judd Napier, him and I, we send each other like people doing stupid stuff and, and we'll we'll get like i have those friends i can trust to do that yeah yeah but i don't i i try to i try to i try to be an example yeah um especially as many because by the time we left the youth ministry we'd pastored over two thousand kids wow you know and so i they're adults now and they look up to me and so i try to be an example for them but you know it doesn't bother me and and i'm you know i i try to i try to live a life that but i, I also when i was riding bulls i was a teetotaler i was like over the top Christian, over the top, and I'm like, I I would have hated me, you know. Yeah, I'd have hated just, that person. Like much, I was Tim Tebow. It's too much. Like okay. they couldn't interview me. They'd interview me on TV, and I'd start preaching salvation. Like you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like I was like, like you know, that bull reminds me of the you know, I mean, yeah. one like that. But you know, but I and you know, like I didn't drink till I met her family, you know, and stuff like that. And so we went to Europe, and and her family tainted <laughs> me, and now. So I you got, so her like family Scott, made you drink? Yes. Well, no, they. That was initiation. I, I love her parents. <laughs> uh, I tell teenagers, don't just pray for your future wife. Listen pray to that for your future in laws too. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but like now, I'll I'll drink a like a fireball before I go to bed, or scotch and coke helps me sleep. And I would have never touched that before. Really? You know, because it was like I can't believe I'm minting it on a yeah. podcast because there'll be people. Well, you, you know, know that's called alcoholism, right? No, definitely not there. So, yeah, definitely not there. But at, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like the person I was then, but I still try to be an example. Yeah, I try to be out and I try to be. Um, when I was riding bulls, I knew people were watching me all the time. People, people are watching you just as much to see you fail as they are to oh, yeah. see you. And and I have people either love me or they hate me, and my haters hate me. 
<laughs> and they'll do, I mean, my haters, like my wife, my, that's the biggest head nod she's given right now is, yeah. is my haters hate everything about me. It's what, crazy. What, what, would, what do they hate, though? I'm that's, a strong just... personality, you know, and I don't, um, I'm, I'm a nice guy, but I will not put up with crap, and I'll call you out for it. And so sometimes I might go a little over the top calling you out for your crap. Or, yeah. Or, um, just like keep, I said, keep if, right if, you, if, if you treat me bad, I write you off. Like being, I don't have the mental capacity to put up with your drama, so I'm just like, you know. And my daughters pick that up, and so she's got the same. Like, if people get dramatic, she's like done with that. And so like, they're like, oh, she's a horrible. No, she just ain't gonna put up with your drama. Yeah. Like, it's just not you gonna know, be like if you're gonna be dramatic. I ain't got. I don't. I don't have. The you mental know what's funny? Speaking of that. your, uh, like you, the first time you drank. So I haven't drank in four, going on four years. Congratulations! Since I awesome. stopped Twitter. drinking. I've gotten the mentality of I'm not going to please anybody. Yeah. And if you do something to me, I have too many friends already. Yeah. I'll, I just cut you loose. I, well, and that's and then yeah, and if somebody, if especially like if you talk behind my back or like we were talking, I had a comedian at a show last night, and I've got him doing some shows, and he was kind of a jerk towards me, and I've told my wife I was coming home, I'm like I'm questioning putting him on my shows now. Like I'm, I know you might have had a bad day, so I'm gonna give you another shot. But like, I want you to want to be on my shows. Like, I'm yeah. I pay well. Like, yeah. I I you know most people openers you're gonna give them you know, just a little bit. I'm like, no, when I'm opening for someone, I want to be paid well. So I'm gonna pay you a good amount. And so you want to be on my shows. Yeah. And I've we've been selling out all year. Like from Reno, Nevada to South Dakota to Montana to Georgia to wherever we've been selling out everywhere we've been going. And so sellouts you get a high, I get a higher percentage, which means you get a higher percentage. Yeah. And so like. And so if you if you treat me bad, you talk behind my back. I could like there's a club owner that was a jerk towards me, and now he he called me to do a show, and I said all right, full price, and he's like, well, you didn't give this guy full price. Well, yeah, he treats me good. You want like, to you want to go burn it down? We'll, we'll help no, you. No, no, <laughs> because yeah. it's a good place. <laughs> so, it's, it's a good okay. place. I just it's I'm, I, that's a flaw of mine. Is yeah. I go over the top. Like if you treat me bad once, I'm like I'm done with you. Like yeah. I could do care. you book your own stuff? You have a so that helps with that. I need an agent. I, I, like I'm at that spot right now where I'm realizing I need a, I need an agent. Like yeah. I'm, I've, but I'm. I also learned from riding bulls. I'm not just going to have an agent to have an agent. Yeah, I get like you. I need, but I need a management because I'm having a hard time keeping up with keeping track of everything. And then the other thing is, is it's like going into hospital without health insurance. They if you go into some of these clubs without, uh, without an agent, they see you coming. And, they, and, and they'll take they'll take some extra off the top, and then you don't want to have a bad reputation. You have an agent; they go in there and they do that. They they're the jerk for you. They go in there and like, no, no, no. This is what we agreed on. This is, and I'm too nice of a guy, and so I let people take advantage. So I've yeah. lost thousands of dollars off of just letting guys. So I'm, but I also i I want an agent that's going to elevate me. I don't want. I've had some people offer, but I'm like, you're gonna. I don't want to just do local bars and cl- like i want someone yeah who's gonna I, so if they can't get me on late night shows or the grand Ole opry i don't want to i i, I want to work with they someone. do comedians at grand Ole opry oh yeah oh really? yeah that's yeah. cool yeah they'll do one every other show one every show yeah okay no and so that's but i want to like like if you can keep me booked at good shows or even in the country music scene like even the texas music like if there's an agent will get me going and doing shows with those guys i i'm telling you like it works we did uh um, I did uh, uh, Tris Munsick and I did a show um, in Fort Pier and it it works, man. It like and he like I did comedy and then he played and he's like it's 
It's the first time we've ever had a crowd engaged on the first song. That's cool. And then I've started when I'm when I can control shows. I have someone with a guitar playing while everybody and singing songs while everybody's sitting down because comedy shows you can't start till everybody's sat. Yeah. And so there sometimes it's forty five minutes after the start time that people are sat down. So I'll have someone come in and wow. just fill that time. And all the openers are like, man, they this crowd was prep because the open is the hardest job because you're you're going in cold. Yeah. And your your job's to warm up for the feature. And the host's job is to kind of figure out what the crowd what? likes okay. and then pass it on to the feature. And the and the deal, the opener comes out there and is cold, has no information, and you're trying to they run recon. You know, yeah, run recon. Your a good opener will go back to the headliner and say, "Hey, this or in in the feature and be like, this group over here really is engaging. These guys here won't stop talking. So then you just don't look over there. Like you, because if, if, if you lean in, throw you off. Yeah, if, yeah. Well, me with my brain injury too, and I'm I'm you know people some comedians get mad. When people are talking in the back, like you do bar shows, people are going to talk. They're there, and I'm not going to. The bar's paying us to come in. I don't want people to stop coming to the bar because some comedian hollered from the microphone at him. Hey, yeah. I'll shut up, and you hear it a lot. That would distract me. Yeah, but I'm but I'm married with two teenagers. I'm used to people not listening while I'm talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, like, just, yeah, so I just it, yeah, show I goes just, on. Yeah, but I don't do crowd work because um, that's probably a slippery slope. Well, because my brain injury, I ha- I have to stay on script. I was at that show in North Dakota. I was just at. I'm in the middle of a show, and I'm in the middle of a bit, and I look down, and the guy in the very front row, he's an older guy, which you would not think would be, and he's elbowing his wife going, it's going to be his cousin. It's going to be his cousin. I was like, oh, you know the bit, and I went off and was talking to him about it because that bit's you know millions of views, and so I was like, oh, you know this bit? And he's like, yeah, and we're laughing, and then I went to start the bit up again with my brain. I couldn't remember where I let off at. And so I left out the meat of the joke. <laughs> and oh, then, man. You know, get back into it. And everybody's looking. He's laughing. And everybody else is looking at me like, what? <laughs> like, And so I just don't get off script. I just, if they get to talk. Like, I will do some, you know, some a little bit here or there. But I don't. I don't. I just, I try to stay. I'm very, uh, and it's the the motivational speaker in me. You give me 30 minutes, I'm going to land on 30 minutes. You give me 45 minutes, I'm going to land on 40. I tried my hardest, and so I have it planned out. I know how long all my jokes are. Yeah. If I get off at all, and then I have no idea what my time is like. And so I just, I don't know. But it, it can be distracting. If they're, if they're, you know, what distracts me more is a, is a monitor that I'm hearing myself back. I, that oh, that would throw me, me off. Yeah. That, that distracts me more. Ugh. And that's the problem with doing like shows with country bands. Because they got the, they they got the front monitors. monitors. And, and if the sound man, you tell them beforehand, hey, make sure cut the monitors. If they forget, you're, it, it's distracting. Yeah, it, it, that's harder for me. It's like talking to someone on the phone and you're hearing your echo. It's it's really, really hard. So Yeah. Well, but, you mentioned you mentioned doppelganger earlier. So yeah. we always do this on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, like, who's your not you? So, you know, we, obviously me, yeah. me and Vaughn. You've mentioned a few, but we're not going to use those. Yeah, yeah. So I guess Travis Donovan was one you had. When uh, I was younger, when I was younger than, like, when yeah. I was riding bulls, I was, I was John Wayne. And, but when I was at school, I was Steve Urkel. Like, I was pretty nerdy. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, you weren't, you weren't Stefan Urkel? Yeah, yeah. I was, I looked like, actually, a lot of people call me Barney. I look like Barney Five, super skinny oh. kid and stuff. <laughs> But now that I'm older, I don't. I, don't my, I can tell you who my wife thinks I am, and this this it? shows you how 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 fooled I have her. She thinks it's a cross between Jim from The Office and uh, that that actor that was named after an overcooked Chinese dish, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Chris. You hear? It, you'll never hear it again another way. 
<laughs> so she thinks I'm between those two, and I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> Dude, you just ruined Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah, I, someone else told me that, and I, I've never been able to. Yeah. That is stuck oh, in my head. So in our group text, I sent them. I said, hey, remember we got to start doing this. So, we have a couple different ways we do it. So one, he's like, he said Danny McBride. I was like, that's a good one. I Danny see that. McBride. So I'm, I don't, I'm horrible about knowing, but you'll have to show me a picture. Danny McBride. He was the guy who played on Eastbound and Down. He's on the Righteous Gemstone. You heard about that show? Oh that's man, the, I'd have to see. I'd so have to see. A they face. got a, they got a new show on MT on HBO. Okay, it's called Righteous Gemstones. I have to. I don't watch but a lot it's, of. I mean, it's pure satire against yeah. mega churches. Oh, is it? Yeah. But John Goodman's the head of the church. Okay. They're called their last ones Gemstones. Okay. So that's it's called Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I know what you're talking about. So Dan yeah. McBride's the show e- me a picture. The I'll, younger, I'll he's the younger uh, son. That's and his brother and sister. They're running the church now. Uh, we were we were driving listening to your podcast. Oh, he, oh no, not him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep, dude, I love not, him. Not in that he's, movie, maybe, but he's oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's yeah. I see it. I do see it. That one, yeah. Who was it? So you guys were talking. Your wife, my wife, was driving with me one time. We was listening to your the first time I was listening to your podcast, and there was an app, and she pulled the app up. Star by, Star by face. Who was it? Who did it say it was Ice Cube? Yeah, it's. it's I think it said Ice Cube. Was no, it said LL Cool, cool LL J. LL Cool J. That's <laughs> yeah, LL Cool J. Yeah. I think the person you had on said Ice Cube. It's yeah, LL Cool the cable J, LL Cable Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a lot of friends who are really good friends with Larry the Cable Guy. I've never, I, I, I've never interacted with him much. I did at the Houston Rodeo when he did the concert at the Houston Rodeo. Um, one of his really good friends is one of my good friends. And so we ran out in the arena, and you know how the, it spins? Yeah. And so we ran and we stood, and he saw yeah. his friend standing there. And then when it spin, we ran to the other side, and he did this <laughs> double take. And he was like, and and so like the, on the special, he's going, "You guys got to stop doing that." Like I feel like I'm drunk up here. People thought he was talking about the spin. He was talking to us yeah. running to each side. That's about the only interaction. But I've got friends That's who cool. were like very good friends we go to horn husker games with him stuff like that and i'm always like drop my name no like, kidding dude like, give me give me like i'm not I, like i won't self-promote myself like i hate that like i won't call people it's like you need to have me come to your church or you need to have me come to your club i won't do that but i am not afraid to say hey if you get a connection pass pass my connection on like please you know and most of the stuff most of the success i've had has been friends that are helping me you know yeah. pass it on and stuff so Word of mouth. Word yeah, of mouth. that's good, man. Word of mouth is huge in this, best, in this business. It's the best best thing you can have. Yeah, I tell people if, if you book me a show, like if you get me connected with someone, book me a show, I'll give you a percentage of what they pay me, like a finder's fee. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have had that show if you hadn't made it. Now, yeah. if I had that connection before, yeah. But yeah. If, if I didn't have that connection, absolutely, I'll give you a finder's fee. Like it's, We need to get you onto the Dale, not Dale. Well, I already texted I, 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 I texted him said, I'm, I'm, I'm game. Like, if I'm not already booked, we I'm need game. To, we need to figure that out. Yeah, I'm game. It's not we. It's you. Yeah. You just got to tell me a date, and I'll get it. Okay. That's all we need. I need to talk to Sean too. Me and Sean have been talking about getting together. I haven't, I haven't followed up with him. Yeah. So yeah. he's been traveling all over the place. Seems like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm game. I think it'd be fun. It, get yeah, you guys up good. there. Yeah. I'd uh, I'd be down. I mean, I'm, I'm. Then we're gonna each do a set and see. And then we're gonna yeah. have a crowd vote who got who's the best. Yeah, for the, between the two of you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, gonna go about as good as your your uh, height. No, while well, your height, but I was gonna say your. Uh, didn't you guys grapple here recently? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was passed out. Yeah. yeah. See, I the, he my, got his heart rate above one twenty. I got a I got a phone call from some of my rodeo friends and they were they were laughing they were like we had to, we had to, we had this con- they said we was having this conversation who would you not want to fight like when we were younger and yeah. they and the 
And the one guy goes, I wouldn't have wanted to fight Nick. Because I, I was a skinny, lanky guy. Like, I worked out a lot, but I couldn't keep weight on. So, yeah. I, like, I was 135, 140, just, just lanky. But I was, and I was scrappy. And uh, he's like, I wouldn't want to fight him. And he said, we had to call you because someone said, well, I'd fight him now. Yeah. Just <laughs> dance back and forth until he passes <laughs> out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's pretty Dude, true. So, yeah. that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I'll get, I'll get, like, I'll, I'll get, to, I, I will fight for the undefensible. Like, if somebody can't fight for themselves, like, I will. Uh, like if someone hits a girl, like I'm, I'm knocking chairs over to. Oh, my no wife's doubt. like, you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Like you will, you will. Oh, be you better hope you land that one pit yeah. or that one punch because that's yeah. all you got. Yeah, my dad always said, if you hear the jaw break, you know you hit him right. Oh so my god. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My dad didn't ever say that. <laughs> my dad, my dad was. <laughs> you grew up on a ranch. <laughs> hit, hit, yeah, ranch boys, you don't want to fight ranch. Oh, bitch. oh no, there's absolutely a, not. There's a bull rider. I won't say his name. There's a bull rider. Was a big time bull rider, but he got really bad into drugs, and he. They were at a bull riding somewhere, and he he got drugged up pretty good. And I've got very good information on this story. And and uh, this is when he got kicked out of the tour, but he had uh, got drugged up, and and he come downstairs wanting to fight somebody, and he picked on a South Dakota ranch boy that's a bull rider, and that kid whooped the fire out of really? him. And then he goes back up to his room, must have snorted some more stuff, come back down, ready to go, and he whooped the fire out of him again. <laughs> and when the cops showed up, it took three cops to subdue that guy, and that one ranch boy was just God. playing with him. Like, you do not want to farm and ranch boys. We're throwing hay bales. I about to say, you guys are just... 15,000 acres. We're haying 15,000 acres, all square bales. My dad had all square bales, and then I go to college, and he got a round baler. Like, <laughs> you stinker. My dad. Yeah. But his philosophy was, if you buck off, you got to, I'll pay your, int- if you run out of money, I'll pay your interest fees, but you're going to work for them. And so there's a lot of times where you'd, you'd want to just give up and you're like, nah, I don't want to go home and throw hay bales. I'm going to keep, and so you'd kind of grit it out a little bit more for that yeah. check, you know, because if you buck off, you're, if you get injured, you're, you're really screwed. I was always around Just triangle sports bales. medicine is fund is the best thing they've ever done. It, that helps pay your bills and things like that. When you get hurt, if you're, if you're a pro guy, they'll, they'll help pay your bills and stuff. Really? But yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough a lot of guys leave rodeo and don't know what to do with their life. They lose their identity because they don't know. You've always been identified. Like I was, inter- everybody introduced me. Hey, this is my friend Nick Morrison. He's a professional bull rider. And then when I was hurt, they'd be like, "This is my friend Nick. What do you do again?" And, you know, and it that's hard. The, yeah. And I was only you know, I was twenty one, so yeah. I didn't have some of my guys who were just reti- like I got one friend. He's forty three, still riding. Bronx, Saddle Bronx. Yeah. Um, but it's like guys, they just can't, they struggle. There's a lot of, a lot of guys struggle with what to do when they leave. A lot of guys get addicted to drugs because nothing fills, you can't find anything for that. Yeah. Adrenaline. When you're a kid, yeah, yeah. what other kids find fun, you don't like sledding's not fun. They find it fun because they get adrenaline for you. It's like, this is stupid. We got to make a jump, do a double black. If it ain't going to have to kill me, then it ain't fun, you know? And so yeah. your, your whole life is different because you, once you've been introduced to that adrenaline, like you, it's it's such an adrenaline. Like I said, first time you get on a bucket bowl, you're gonna you're gonna black out, like you're not gonna. I can't wait. Yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah, I'm support you. I'll be there. Going we're gonna for- we're gonna start introducing you as this is our friend Nick. He's got narcolepsy. <laughs> I wish I can't sleep. <laughs> I can't sleep. That's that's one of the hard. Like I cannot sleep. I puke all the time. I'm not. This little thing right here is the best thing I ever. It's a called a relief band. Yeah. Sponsor me if you want to. Um, the, but they, it shocks, it sends a shock up to the, you don't have to wear it all the time. Uh, cause I just, I'm, it keeps me, it prevents you from puking. It's a nine for people that are going through chemo 
and it really it, like but there's times that I'll, I'll get so sick that it just delays it like i'll still puke with it are you able oh. to drive mm-hmm. yeah. i so if i'm sitting down i can usually tell when i'm gonna pass out like i've, oh, I've okay. got it so if i'm driving i'll pull over and, and i'm good but i actually would Dude, rather drive because if i'm not driving i, I don't matter what you how much you... dramamine or anything i take i'm puking you know? really yeah wow. i get and i never wow. used to get car sick i i just stopped fishing i used to fish all the time the, the water the, the that and then getting disoriented not knowing where i am like that's that's a sick feeling like Ugh. if I, I if i get to questioning stuff then all of a sudden i'll just start forgetting everything and then i won't know where i am i won't know i'll do this thing you know, like you know when you dream and you kind of your dream jumps somewhere yeah well my dreams are very re- realistic and then my realistic realism is very dreamlike like it's very cloudy like even just looking at you guys now everything's kind of cloudy and and uh, so i have a hard time differentiating between dream and reality so i'll, I'll dream something and you know, i'll fight you to the death that it actually happened because it, i'm convinced look, it did look the same. Yeah. and then things will happen and i'm like no i dreamed that that didn't really happen so i have a hard time so my brain will sometimes will do that dream jump and my eyes won't match like i'll pull into a mcdonald's and my brain will jump to i'm in a mcdonald's in another town and I go to pull out, and all of a sudden, nothing looks like that town in front of me. And then all of a sudden, I don't know where I am. And then pretty soon, I'm like, even who am I? Like, I, I and I'll just won't know at all what's going on. And so, yeah, yeah. And it, so that, but I haven't. We've been doing pretty good. I've found some stuff that I drink that that helps me with that. And so, I haven't had that many issues. It did leave in a comedy club one time, and uh, and um, we had just moved, and I didn't know. Like, I'm driving through the neighborhood, and the GPS has taken me. But at the time, our house was brand new, so the GPS would just take you to the neighborhood. Yeah. So I pulled in the neighborhood about 3 o'clock in the morning. It's 7.30 till I finally got enough of my chickens together I could find my house. So, oh, God. Yeah. Said, wait, so you were just sitting in the car for four hours? I drove for a long time, and then I finally just pulled over. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna, I have no... I drove by every house going, I'll I'll recognize my house, surely. And yeah. did not. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, my wife figured out I'd drove back three years. So it's like really hard for me because like I feel like I've missed like when it happens like I'll get teary eyed because I'm like I missed three years of my kid's life like how do I not because they're grown like my, my kids are they're at that teen my son just graduated in three years they grow up a lot yeah I don't remember them as that I remember them as before you know three years ago my son was short hair now he's got long hair I'm like that ain't my son you wow. know stuff but I never forget her which is a good thing we were in Germany we're in Germany and it happens and a lot of times I'll I'll read stuff around me try to figure out what's what's happening well we had just gone to auschwitz or one of them camps dachau we'd gone to dachau camp and stress from it my nose started bleeding afterwards so i knew something was up and i'm riding with my brother-in-law he's a doctor in the army and i'm riding with him and i had all of a sudden brained out and uh i usually read everything around me but we're in germany <laughs> and i'm like crap i forgot how to read <laughs> these are hieroglyphics x's and stuff like what is going on here you know oh, didn't know so... where i was i look over and there's this guy with tattoos all down him i'm like did i get kidnapped like what is going on you know Dude. and then he figured out he's a doctor so he's like something's in his eyes like he ain't and he's asking are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm fine and so we pull over and she she comes uh comes up and i hear her voice and then then I, you know I've something never, familiar yeah. yeah something familiar and i was like why well, she goes well we're in germany and i'm like germany texas <laughs> like that's I didn't know we're in, we're in Europe. I'm like Europe, Texas. Like I could not <laughs> could comprehend. We're in, we're in yeah. another country. Like I could not comprehend it at all. That's you know? wild, yeah. man. But it was like 20, 30 minutes driving. You know, before he finally pulled over because he was like, "Yeah, he ain't he ain't here." You know, they say it's in my eyes. They say they can tell in my eyes. I probably looked like Tim Anderson last night. And just running so. away behind the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right. you, so where'd you play last? Where, where were you at last night? 
Um, so uh, there's a Houston area producer, mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Jay. He does MPH comedy. It's his birthday. And so he kind of got all of his favorite clean comedians together and, oh, and cool. did, a, did a show. And so uh, it's the first show I've actually done for him I didn't headline. But it was Andy Huggins. So I'm like, no, I am not headlining this show. So we went. It was just a, a bar in, in Spring and did it for his family and friends and everything like that. It was a super fun show. What bar? Spring Tavern is what it was called. Okay. Is that a that's that the newer one? No, it looks okay. like it's been there a while. There's a there's another one in spring. I, I I don't do a lot of open mics, but the Jive Bar I do the. Open Everybody mic keeps there telling me about this thing in spring. This, the Jive it's Bar, it's a new bar. Oh, it's I like don't know. A, it's like oh, that's that thing within that, the last three years that's or something. Cody was talking about. Yeah, but it's it, like an like, ice house or something like that. It's like know. an ice house, but it's yeah. a lot of comedians go there and oh, well, music. Yeah, music probably. I don't know about. Yeah, I don't know if it is. I they haven't called me yet. So so what's so what's next? What's the next for you over the. Um, like people find I, you. I feel like I need to get to that next level. Like I, I really am like just in the last two, three days have been like, okay, I need to start figuring out how to get an agent or a management team. I need to, I need to have somebody helping me booking me. Like I'm getting tired trying to just book myself and it's, it's getting, I just, I don't like promoting myself. I just don't. So that's my next, the, my next deal is to get to that next level and, and just try to, I feel like I broke that first class barrier for now. I'm, you know, a year ago at this time, I was just headlining my first show, you know, like I'd broken through from being a featured to headliner now for for a full year i've been headlining and i'm like okay i need to and we've been selling out 300 400 seat theaters and and uh the casinos and stuff that are you know, uh the the i did a real cool show in reno nevada at the silver legacy and like it was like all the comedians that work in that room are like all now mine was a corporate event but even then it was like and this is crazy to be on the same stage that Jeff Foxworthy is going to be on next week. And Jerry Seinfeld was on last week. It was like, oh, just, cool. and I mean, granted, you know, it's a sold out crowd of 450, but it was, it was linemen, which that's a hard crew to do comedy. Yeah. for Cause they're for, yeah. pretty serious, you know, but it, 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 that'll test you. Cowboys are really hard. Cause Cowboys don't show emotion. I was doing a show and this guy was sitting in the front, just stone faced the whole time. And I'm like, this guy's hating everything I'm saying. And then, he comes to the merch table afterwards. He's like, that's the funniest stuff I ever heard. Like, well, tell your face, Harold. Yeah, yeah. As far as I was concerned, you hated every minute of it. So you get, you, you know, I, my crowds are a lot. So I do a lot of those. So I, I don't know. I think my next thing is just I've, I've got so many directions I can go right now. And I don't want to do the normal grind. Like, I, I, I'm not afraid of the grind, like, at all. When I rode bulls, I wasn't most talented, but nobody there was going to outwork me. Like, I'm not afraid of that. Yeah. But every comedian does the calls every club, and you got to have me come in. And that's just that. And I don't, that's not my crowds. My crowds, I, I like going where we've been selling out is towns that nobody will go to. Yeah. You know, like I've got a show in Hallettsville in a couple of weeks. People just uh, want to see comedy. Yeah. Yeah. And we're doing a Blazes Hall in Hallettsville, and we're going to sell that venue out. And it's like, and it's a, it's a dance hall. And it's, and every, all these other comedians are like, you ain't going to get a crowd in Hallettsville. Well, we did, you know. Sold out a show in Cleveland, Texas. And I had people tell me, don't do a show in Cleveland. You never sell it out. Sold out a show there. Because we're going places people aren't willing to go. Where the And, and then the rural thing, you know, I, I, I connect to rural people. Yeah, you can talk but, to their, their lifestyle. I, what I really want to do, I really want to travel with country musicians. Like, I, I'm enjoying that. When I do shows with country musicians, it's so much fun. They enjoy it. I enjoy it. The crowd is like, and and it's always like this works. Like it's always you're just blown away how well it works together. So that's something I would like. So I'd like to go that direction. I'd like to go doing the theaters. I'd like to get on tour with someone like Nate Bargetti. I would love to. Like there's so many where areas I'd like to go, 
one thing I've learned in my life, and, and everybody's probably not, I don't want to go anywhere God doesn't want me to be. So uh, my prayer every morning is that he closes doors no man can open and opens doors no man can close. And so there's been, I, I was moving towards being on a, uh, being in the final for a, a competition on Broadway. And I'm like, this is, it was happening. Like I was steamrolling through every round and, and was, was doing great. And then the writer strike happened and they said, well, we're shutting that down. And I was like, and instead of getting mad, I'm like, oh, that's a door. Like that to me is a slam door. Mm-hmm. The Houston's funniest. When I bombed like that, that's a slam door in the face. Like, okay, that's not the direction I'm supposed to go. If that's, you know, that's, uh, so I, I just, there's just so many directions and I can't answer that for you. Cause if you'd asked yeah. me four years ago, I would have never told you I was doing comedy. Yeah. I want to be in God's will with everything that I do. Like I'd rather be, I'd rather be there than, you know, what I'd love to do. I'd love to get on tour with Nate Bargatze. Like that would be, yeah. that'd be a yeah, dream speak, for speak me. Speaking to existence, man. Yeah, Jim Gaffigan, any of those guys. But Nate Bargatze, hands down, is the guy I want to be around. Like just because, just he's my style of person. Yeah, he treats like I said the ten, and then the way you treat people, and everything I hear about the way he treats everybody, just that you know. All those guys like that. I'm, I'm very big on how you treat the lowest person. I, I When I'm not on tour, I go to my wife's school and sub because they don't have subs. And I'm one of my gifts is connecting with teenagers. And so if I'm not if I'm not on the road, I go to the school and I sub. Yeah. And I make it a point every day. I'm going to find somebody, if it's a, a cafeteria worker, cleaning lady, another teacher, another sub. I'm going to find somebody and I'm going to make it a point to ask them how they're doing. <laughs> Have, have them tell me how they're doing and do something that makes their day. Yep. And that's, it, it, I just all, every day I want to bless somebody and do, you know, and so with comedy, I like, I want to do the same thing. Like I want to, you know, I, it's, it's so such a hard thing. Cause it, you know, I've got all these comedians tell me you need to charge this much. I'm like, I just don't think I'm that worth that. Or I feel like I'm taking advantage of, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So I'm in a really weird crossroads of, I could go my own direction and do things, but I've, it's going to take other people helping me to get there right yeah. now. So I'm just kind of like, okay. So when, like, if you don't think it? you're worth that much, you need an agent. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so I need, I, I, yeah, I need, well, I need, I just, I'm not going to call someone and say, Hey, pay me this much money. Yeah. You know? And then let the you know, agent when do people it. do call me, I'm like, oh, I'll work with you. And, yeah. and I've got yeah. all these other comedians saying, stop. So I got I, yeah, the Georgia, Georgia Cattlemen's Association. They contacted me and they said, we want you to do our, our, uh, um, our, our state banquet. I was like, okay, that that's right up my alley, and they're like, how much you want to charge? I was like, fifteen hundred sounds good, and they're like, oh wow, that's we just paid the last guy forty thousand. I was like, crap, <laughs> you know, like so now I have the the best. What is your budget? That's the best question you ask. What is your budget? And yeah. then you end up making. Sometimes you make way less than you want, and other times you they they're willing to pay you that. You know, yeah. so it's just. I, but I just. I need an agent to do all you that. You said, "Well, I got a new special. It's thirty nine thousand for this." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So when's your next? Like, when's your next couple of shows? Um, so I have. Uh, we're moving my son to college. Okay. So um, where's he going to college? He is going to SFA. SFA. Yeah. He, he's, he's, yeah he's on. He's on the marching band, so he moves in early. He he moves in on the nineteenth. They have their first practice that night, and then thirteen hour practices for eight or nine days. And then, uh, yeah. well, good thing it's not hot outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah it's it's uh, it's it's Canada weather. Yeah, so we're, it's yeah, beautiful. We're good. And so he'll uh, so we're moving him and do that. Some things. So I've got some like I have a couple corporate events like the 18th. I've got a corporate event. So, so just some stuff around town like luncheons and things like that that uh, that I that I'm doing. And then Hallettsville uh, is my next big show, the 26th, I think. 
Whatever yeah. that Saturday is, twenty six. Okay, that Nick, is Nick Morrison Blazes Hall dot or dot Eventbrite dot com. You get tickets you need, there. You need to let me. Yeah, you need to let us. I'll keep an eye out for your social, but let me know your next time you're in the Houston area for a show. Yeah, to where um, we can go, I we got to promote it. I got approached last night. They're wanting to do uh, uh the the majestic. I think. Yeah, I want to say it's the majestic. They approached that that producer, and he came to me and said, "You're my first get. My first. They want to do a clean show, and so he's like, I'd like for you to headline that. And I told him I. It's in the, in the inner city. I don't do as well, and so I was like, I, I mean, I'll headline a feature, whatever you want, but that one to be, yeah. I don't do a lot of city shows. I, I did last year, um, but I just, I, it's you know, it's just not your yet your your pace. Yeah, it's my stuff. Like it's it's weird. Like I either I I, I really only bombed a couple times, but um, a lot of the city shows are such small crowds. I, I don't like doing it's not fun for me yeah. when it's a small crowd like I feel like I'm laboring a lot more and so I, I the jive I go to the jive a lot uh, when I need to work on that the problem is you gotta burn all your clothes because they smell like cigarette smoke and it stains them but it's it's where all the good comedians go like and so it's like one of those it's just a good play I actually ran into Sean uh, there and he had a he had somebody with him that uh, was doing comedy for the first time uh, was up there the last time I ran into him and I'm so but I don't I uh I can't. We've done seventy something shows this year, and I think I've only done maybe twelve or thirteen in this area. So we've done a lot of shows this year. Yeah, so, that's good. yeah. It's a lot of travel. Yeah, that's kind of. You yeah. drive everywhere you go. No, fly if I can. Okay, yeah, fly if I can. Drive. Blind doesn't bother your head. It does. Yeah, it does. Um, I'll usually pass out on the takeoff and pass out on the landing. And so, oh. it's a great party trick. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, just put, put I, the I don't want. Up. I don't no, want to laugh, dude. I really hey, don't want if to. If you didn't laugh, I wouldn't want to. So, I want to travel. That's hilarious. I want to travel with you. Hundred percent transparent with you guys. I told my wife the reason I'm most excited to go here is I'm like. I'm going to hit it off with these guys and we're going to hang out. <laughs> like we're going to be good friends. Cause I said, cause if you're not going to laugh at yeah. me passing out, I don't want to be around. Dude, it's, I, like, it's great. Yeah. It's, I'm going to take some of these selfie pictures. Do you like, know how many times like rodeo guys have stayed at our house and I passed out and I wake up to them. Uh, Snapchatting me, <laughs> just, I saw it. That's the unicorn, you know. Oh, so yeah. Oh man. That. So I play. I play bass guitar too. I, like I feel like I'm a you better, slap, slap a bass. Yeah, I feel like I'm a better bass player than anything I do. Like I, I feel like I can hang with it. So I play bass, and then our the church I work at, our worship team's just top notch. And so, but <laughs> they moved the the bass stand the other day, and so I just. It's the lights are right in my face, so I'd reach back and I put the bass down while I set it down while the bass stand wasn't there, and I'd drop it. Everybody thought I passed out. <laughs> they, were like, they were just like they were looking. Well, I'd step behind the lights to pick up my bass, and so they're all like, and so the pastor's praying, and he he just turns around, stops mid prayer, and he's like, "Someone check on Nick." Like, uh, is he worse because I because I we have the quarter incident. We were doing a heads or tails fundraiser, and I was flipping the quarter and picking it up, and I passed out off the stage, oh head first onto the head first on the cement. I wake up the pastor. He's an old flank man. He used to he used to uh, haul buck and bulls back when I was riding. So. I wake up and he's like, "Man, you should have seen that bull buck." I was like, "What are you talking about?" I didn't figure out what we was doing, you know, and stuff. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. We're gonna build you a helmet. No, yeah, I've, I, I like that's. I don't want to tell someone else a joke, but Andy Huggins cracked me up last night. He was talking about he's getting old enough; he has to wear a helmet everywhere. Yeah. He said, "I want to look like an idiot." He's he's like eighty years old. Yeah, he's like, old. Yeah, it's like I don't want to look like an idiot 
walking around with a helmet so I carry a skateboard. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I was laughing so hard at that. Like I, I was like, I shouldn't be laughing as hard at this as I am, but I think because of my history, it was just yeah. so funny. But no, I ain't. I, I will. I will knock myself out before I before I wear a helmet. All right, we'll give you a body suit then. <laughs> yeah. Well, good man. We appreciate yeah. it, dude. This Absolutely. has been fun. I've been. I've been looking. For, I've got a lot of podcasts I'm going on in the next few weeks. This good. one I've been looking forward to. Good. Like I've. I've, I wanted to meet you guys, hang out with y'all, and yeah, is, they, we, we want we want to come see one of your shows for yeah. sure. Come support you, and like I yeah, said, anytime sure. you got something, Hallettsville's uh, uh, not far away. We can share. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you tickets. Come to Hallettsville. I'll give you tickets. I, I, that's far. That's hour and a half from here. Oh, is that? Is yeah. It? Okay. It's hour, it's and half, hour and a half, maybe two hours at the I-10. most. I ten. It's it's before Victoria. I I pass it before. I pass it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's it's not that far. That. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you guys want to go, I'll give you tickets. I yeah, got we some like, celebrities coming to it. I want to, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do some promotion for you. So if you, you yeah. need me to share something, man, let us yeah, know. For we, sure. We yeah, for doing sure. it on my yeah. personal end. Uh, I'm not podcast. much of a, I'm not much of a, uh, reality TV show guy at all, but yeah. I've, 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 I've watched a little about daughters since, yeah, since yeah, I met yeah. with you a little bit. And Just a dumb and uncle. Watch, watch you and him jacked up, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> Make me mad. I can't get in there and work out. It's all so. steroids. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. That's a, the rage roids. That's and, it, man. Know. Hey, dude. Yeah. Everybody got their things. Yeah. So, but I, I appreciate you all having me on. Absolutely. And, yeah, man. This has been a good time. Like I yeah. said, I'm glad to finally uh, get you in person. And then, I'm honored uh, with the guests you guys have had. I'm like, I'm not up to their par, but. Uh, no, hey, man. man. Hey, yeah. nobody can pass out like yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the name of my special that should be able to pass out like you that yeah. i need to make a bump that that's my new merch right yeah, there. there you go nobody man. can I'm pass out like a, you. i'm a branding machine Dude, that is i'm new merch write that idea, down right? i'm gonna forget that that is i'm gonna forget that, I'm gonna, forget that. you better write it down or else i'll oh, copyright yeah. it yeah oh, dude, that is I love it. That is great. Yes, that's the line of the night, right there. There you go. We we always I always text him. Hey, what's the uh, episode name? We already got it. For that. Yeah, there nobody can pass out. Oh, dude. And when I share that to all my friends, they're gonna crack <laughs> up when they see that. That's oh, let's, that. let's make a reel of that part, Magnus. Yeah. That's funny, man. But yeah, we yeah. appreciate you coming in, man. Yeah, I know you had to take a little little drive to come see us, I, but it's wait this. It's hour and a half. We like a grocery store where I grew up. So we like doing them. Uh, I mean, obviously in person, it's just a yeah. better vibe and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. You know, obviously we do some guys that are all over the place. Yeah. Uh, but anytime we get them in, it's it's always it's always best. Yeah. So. Get your AC fixed. Thanks for coming. I know, dude. I'm a little it's hot. Start, it's actually starting to get a little cooler in here. Oh, I'm sweating like crazy. Over <laughs> oh, dude. I'm we like love that. About ten minutes from a pass out here. Uh, oh, oh no, stay in. Hey, turn, turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> Yeah, let's get you on the concrete before you start talk. flickering if on you and hang off out the lights. Long enough, you will see it. I like, need. It is, well, I'm yeah, not. But, I'm not letting you leave without me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Nick, thanks for coming hey, on, man. We absolutely. appreciate it, dude. Absolutely, man. I appreciate right. it. We'll Thank see you. Ya.